We are back yeah. on the Dirty, Ugly, Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. We are in the mansion 1.0 this time, Big Ugly. Yes, sir. And we are here back live in the mansion with our good friend... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason and the one, the only... CM Funk. You kind of shook your head like you didn't know who you were. I, I didn't know who I was at first. <laughs> well, you, you I, can't. I, I guess I am one and only, but I was one and sure. only. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, CM Funk, Jam and Jason. Good to have you here in the Mansion 1.0. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah. Doing well. Doing well. Enjoying. We got March. It hasn't been March very long, but are you enjoying the month? Month? Yeah. Right. The month of March. <laughs> It's madness. It, really it is, is madness. That's what they say. Yeah. Jam and Jason, you liking it? Yeah, yeah. It's going to roar in like a lion. Is that what it is? Tomorrow's supposed to be very windy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Very windy, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do this tonight and because the wind blows. And, that's right. Uh, that's what they say. Talking about power outages and all. Uh, well, you know, we... Let's get we, this in. Yeah, let's get it in. <laughs> yeah. we got power right now. Big Ugly, how you doing? Good? Uh, man, I'm doing good, man. Glad to see March. Yeah. The year's going by fast already. That's yeah. right, because we're almost at our two-year anniversary, Big yeah, Ugly. Man. This is episode 45. 45. And uh, we want to thank everybody, as we always do, because we're blowing up, man. Yeah. We, we got to do something special for 50. You think so? Yeah, man. Like, we got to have, like... Six guests or something. Just call <laughs> well, that's most we've ever back. had because yeah. we've had five at one time. Yes. we got to have a six-pack challenge, just apparently like there is on Fastlane. But we're going to get to that. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. See, like, dynamite drop-in, Monty. That's fantastic. That broadcast school really paid off. <laughs> um, so today, tonight, right now on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber. We're going to review that. Uh, a couple of us were here actually watching that here in the mansion, yep. 1.0. Uh, Big Ugly, did you see it? Yes, Elimination Chamber, yes. Watch okay. all of it. Good. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about it because it was on the WWE Network. Um, and we're nine ninety nine. By the way, is it still nine ninety nine? Nine ninety nine. Good. Okay. Yeah. First month for free. First month for free. Okay. Yeah. So, so it means if you start right now, you can watch Fastlane for free. Fastlane. Because yeah. <laughs> if, still... if you wait till March eighth, you can get both Fastlane and WrestleMania for WrestleMania. free. WrestleMania. Now, how many days are in, in March? Is it thirty one or thirty? Thirty one. Okay, so you might have to wait until. March 9th. Oh, right. Because that's sorry. 30 days. It's 30 days. Because oh, 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 oh. <laughs> February was short. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Fastlane, which is the SmackDown, the last SmackDown only pay per view, because they're both going SmackDown Raw every pay per view after WrestleMania. So, what's the one right after WrestleMania? What is that? Is Backlash? That payback or? Payback. Payback or? is a B. It is payback, I think it is. So that one's going to be... Are they still doing payback? It's going to be combined? No, it's going to be combined. They're okay. going to have one pay-per-view a month, and it's going to be combined, Raw, and SmackDown right. uh, from now on. So I think that's good, and we can talk about that through the podcast. going to add some validity to both shows and uh, you know have your main, main storylines on the pay-per-view and then have your build-up storylines and all the good stuff in the show. So maybe it might make SmackDown better. You can DVR it. <laughs> I can DVR CM it. Funk. That's fantastic. I and, can't wait. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited. My, and uh, My DVR doesn't work that way. Oh man, I'll tell you what, Xfinity yeah. or what, what do you have, DirecTV? Xfinity. Xfinity, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're going to talk about Hulu, how they uh, like to rip out segments. Uh, you know, oh, we're going to. Oh, oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, that yeah we, we kind of talked about that offline, and uh, we're going to just jump into Hulu. We're not going to promote Hulu on this podcast. Yeah. Um, what, but what uh, what what network is that? What what, uh, what Hulu? Uh, Hulu? 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 Not yeah. gonna promote it though, right? No, no. All right, good. You just, you just keep gonna keep saying the name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much it is. I don't know how you can find it, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna promote it. Um, 
And we're also going to, we're going to have two segments here, you know, that we're going to talk about the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. But segment number two, uh, I did an interview, guys, and I told you about this offline, with the owner and the SWO Unlimited Champion. He's the owner of SWO as well, the almighty Reverend Ace Dallas. Um, He is part of the Praise Me practice. Uh, He is one of the biggest names in SWO Pro Wrestling. He's got the whole religion gimmick. Um, it works. Uh, I actually interviewed him on a Sunday, so he works on a Sunday. You know, how about that? And uh, it's, it's going to be a great interview, so we're going to tie that up and talk about that in segment three. Also, we're going to give a shout-out to Inside the Squared Circle with Todd Edwards and the Wolfman from SWO. Call 717-843-7722 or 717-846-5067 on Wednesday nights in between 6 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. They are on local television in Pennsylvania, and they're also on Facebook Live. Hey, anybody watching the Mitch Max Challenge, by the way, on Facebook Live? No. I, anybody? No. That's going to be like a 205 Live segment. We're yeah. just going to talk about it offline. <laughs> um, but I hey, actually, I actually have something good on the Mixed Match, mixed match Challenge. You do? Live, even though I haven't watched it. But when, when you get to it. What, why don't you get to it now? Why don't you just throw that tangent right All now? right. So, Asuka is involved in the Mixed ma- Match Challenge. She correct? is. With the Miz. Right. right. All right. She hasn't lost. Ever, nope. right? Right. So, who's going to win the mixed match challenge since it ends before WrestleMania? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and say the Miz and Oscar win the uh, Facebook. Well, they can still segment. lose if Miz gets pinned, right? Can that work that way? I don't know. They will still say Oscar's never been pinned or submitted, okay. so the streak may continue. Then that's probably how that will work. So. Just FYI, in addition to that, then the Miz will lose whatever match they have. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I'll go, go that, that. Well, Yeah, and we're, we're going to talk about the Miz, and we're going to talk about the road to WrestleMania, because it is WrestleMania season, and we're going to talk about streaks, we're going to talk about all kinds of different stuff. Um, you know, I, hopefully Chris Burns made his way out of the mansion with uh, Chase Rawlings the last time, you know, Ray Chase. We talked, and we haven't heard from Chris Burns in a while, so maybe That's a good phones. sign. It is a good sign, because right? yeah. usually when we hear from him, he's like hungry yeah. and lost, and so hopefully he made his way back to uh, home, you know. For he should never friends. come back. <laughs> he, should just, he should just call in. <laughs> he should never come back. He, he's just, just call in. lost again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of different things in the middle of all of that. I wanted to throw some uh, tangents out. First of all, what I saw online today, guys, because you know everything online is true. No question. Um, you know, everything. And so, everything Dave Meltzer says. Dave Meltzer, yeah. that's right. Um He's a real journalist. That's yeah. what they say. <laughs> There's like God and then Dave Meltzer. Right. Yeah. And, and, and Bruce Pritchard talking yeah. about him all the time. Oh, hey, brother. That's rumor and innuendo, yeah. by the way. Uh, by the way, so coming to terms with WWE, Bobby Lashley. Does anybody have an opinion on Bobby Lashley, formerly possibly of Impact Wrestling? Where's the sweatband? I hate it. Anybody want to talk about Bobby Lashley? Jamie Jason, let's start with you. Hopefully he'll keep Brock busy. And oh. away from the title. Okay. that's a, That would be a good one. So you've got the MMA, UFC, up, yeah. TNA kind of thing. Uh, Bobby Lashley, CM Funk? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ugly? Um, so, I mean, my first question would be, is anybody left in TNA? Yes. <laughs> uh, they have kind of regrouped and regained a few people. But, uh, you know, everybody that was main eventing TNA is now either in NXT or gone elsewhere, pretty much. So TNA is sort of like the mid-card roster jumping up, yeah. and it's a lot of those folks. I think Rosemary, actually, on the female roster is one of their biggest talents right now. And they still have EC3 on Impact Television, even though he's training in NXT and going to be on NXT television soon. 
I, so. I, I heard that uh, the Impact wrestlers have yet to be paid for January, and we're now in March. Wow. So, uh, so just cool. just throwing that out there. I've read that somewhere. I, but Man, if I wasn't paid since January, I don't know if I'd be working. Yeah. So uh, so take that for what it's worth. Taken for what it's worth. Of course, yep. we're still seeing January's tapings on Impact Television, right. if you watch it on Pop TV. Go ahead, Big Ugly. So I was going to say, as far as Bobby Lashley, I've never been a big Bobby Lashley person. Like He's just always been kind of dry to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I guess if you get a mouthpiece with him, and like Jam and Jay said, I think you sticking with Brock might have a good good feud right there. Yeah, and you got, you know, just let neither one of them ever talk. Right. And just fight and have a storyline. Does, does anybody else see him joining Titus Worldwide? <laughs> he would yeah. fit right in. <laughs> He, he would fit right in fits the criteria. with <laughs> Apollo. Just Apollo. Just Bobby. That's... Well, you could call him just Bobby if yeah. you want, but now it's just Apollo. You know, oh, so it's not Apollo Cruz anymore. They took no. the Cruz away from him because apparently that's the same last name as the guy who uh, had the uh, the dealings with the shootings in Orlando recently. Is that the correct? Uh, uh, the, the in, uh, Fort, in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I'm sorry, shooting, yeah. yeah. So that's why they took the Cruz name away. Oh, but the one and only Apollo C.R.U.Z., that's our best friend on the podcast here. He's still taking his name. He's still got it. What about Terry Cruz? Remember him? He was in the longest yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, course, yeah. So I wonder if they're just going to call him Terry. Yeah. You know, just call him. Tom Cruz, Tom the Scientologist. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. Tom just the Scientologist. Tom the Scientologist. Yeah. I like it. Is it's that good. a shoot? Did that really happen? <laughs> it really sounds like it could be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've got uh, we've got that. So maybe Titus Worldwide, um, and we also have the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic happening on NXT. I really haven't watched too much NXT recently, uh, but they've had some great matches on the past NXT Takeover, and they got the Dusty Rhodes Classic that's going to head into probably um, culminate the night before WrestleMania, NXT Takeover New Orleans. Uh, so that should be fun, right? Only eight teams this time, I think, and they're all established NXT superstars that are in those teams. Anytime you throw a Dusty Rhodes' name on anything, it's worth the watch. Dusty Rhodes, whether, baby. He's, whether he's there or not. Dusty you know. Rhodes. Did you hear about speaking of NXT? The Velveteen Dreams, like kind of feisty Twitter, they put out tweet. They put out he feisty. About, well, tell me about it. Yeah, so apparently he's not very happy with the fact that WWE is continuing to bring in uh, all of these indie guys. And he's upset about that because it kind of he feels like they're kind of coming in, you know, with a lot of hype, and they just automatically are being put, you know, at the top when their homegrown guys are kind of being forced to, you know, work their way up the ladder. You know, all the attention is going to these indie guys that are coming in. So. I got two thoughts about that. One, it was uh, social media constructed by WWE to get heat or to get people talking, just like we're talking you right think now. Think so. They got a lot of social media people working this thing. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all this stuff. Just like we have SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Dirty Ugly Wrestling yeah, Podcast cheap plug. Cheap thanks. Right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you to all the followers and subscribers. Like us, comment us, and do all that. But that's what I think. That's number one. Number two, he's got to remember, and this is why I think it's BS, he's an indie guy himself. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going to go. Yeah. And he's an indie guy from right here in Baltimore, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. <sighs> right, and there you go. Cheap pop. Uh, Patrick Clark and uh, you know indie guys and you'll attest to this Jim and Jason we go to see indie guys all the time sure. a lot of them are you know just happy to be where they're at yeah. you know some of them very very humble I know Patrick Clark was on Tough Enough and that was all constructed for him to lose to be in the performance center to come up even further so you think so? I, that was a absolutely work it's all a work yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is a work and yeah. you know and to, you gotta think too like the established 
um, stars that they're bringing in from the indie scene, they are established stars exactly. in the indie scene already. Right. You know, and that's why they're being put in the top. Ricochet, Velveteen War Machine. Dream was not an established indie star. He no. was an indie guy, but right. he wasn't established. So he did have to do some work and all. And, right. and he has done probably the best work of anybody over the last year. I so, uh, yeah. yeah. He's won a couple of year-end awards in NXT, and he's, uh, he's hot, man. Yep. He's great. Yeah. I think he's uh, got a... Title run in him this year somewhere. Yeah, and he has definitely got mid card Britain all over him when the uh, in main, the main roster. The main roster so. <laughs> <laughs> Big ugly, you like that one? Yeah, we talked so, about that for two it, years. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> He's oh, going to be man. Adam Rose, man. Yeah, that's that's oh, yeah. Adam Rose was working MCW not too long yeah, ago. Man. Adam Rose, Hornswoggle. Yeah. Oh man, hacksaw Jim Duggan. I'm telling you what. Anyway. <laughs> Let's uh, throw this out there. So, Jam and Jason, uh, we're just going to throw 205 Live in there. We talked about it before we started. We haven't really watched 205 Live. They have a tournament that's going to culminate at WrestleMania for the new Cruiserweight Championship or uh, whatever they call it now. Any Anything on 205 Live that you have at all? Or did you want to keep it 205 Alive? Or at this point, is it just on life support? It's on life support. Yeah. I do want to keep it alive. I want to go back and get caught up. But unfortunately, every great jumping on point is also a jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, once the tournament started, I kind of stopped watching. That's a shame, isn't so, it? Yeah. Uh, there's just so much content. I mean, what? January, we had the Royal Rumble. We had yeah. NXT TakeOver. There's been so much content in the last six to eight weeks. That, yeah. yeah. And they have Raw and SmackDown, which is also and it's too a lot much of on Tuesdays, like we've talked about many, many times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's like four hours. That's more than, that's longer than Raw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got your Mixed Match Challenge. You got your 205 Live. You got your SmackDown Live. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ah. I feel like we complained and complained about WWE not having a Cruiserweight division, and then we get it, and we like... Don't and then care. we just like talk we about just, it all. Like, yeah, yeah. We just dog it. <laughs> yeah. We just need it to be more exciting. That's all it is. I mean, right. uh, CM Funk. We watched the six. What was that? Six man tag six team man. match, which was the pre pre kickoff show yeah, at the Royal Rumble. Fantastic match. I mean, they, wasn't they, bad. They, no, I mean the cruiser, the cruiserweights. They all can go in the ring, but there's just no substance to any yeah. of it because there's no storyline for any of them. Yeah. So. You get them into some stories, then it's different. That's what WCW used to do in the old days. So WCW, uh, you know, maybe they need to bring in Mike Tanay, and uh, you know, he can. He would like, put everybody. He over. could put over yeah. anybody that's two hundred five or less. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, be good. Have you guys heard that Rey Mysterio is a possibility for um, not only coming back for but for WrestleMania and for also the one, the only John Cena? This whole Undertaker thing is a, just a ruse, and this whole thing to go to SmackDown. You've heard that, I see. Yes. CM Funk, Jam, Jason, you heard yes, that yeah, too. Yes, you heard yeah, that too, Big Ugly. Definitely. What do we think about this, John Cena versus Rey Mysterio? Uh, I love Rey, but I just think the matchup is lame because it'll be coming out of nowhere. There's like no story built, like an RKO. I mean, yeah. Is this re- is this going to happen? I, I mean, we think. I, I think it's their backup plan in case Taker ultimately decides he does not want to do one more match. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Which I'm begging and pleading with Undertaker to not do one more match. Um, I mean, so to me, that's their backup plan. I mean, they need a big name to go up against Cena, and he's wrestled everybody on the roster at this point. So, right, you know, bring in Ray. Ray looked fantastic at the Rumble. He looked in better shape than he has in probably ten or twelve years. So, yeah, he uh, looked great. Yeah, but the the big thing is he's got uh, Ray's on uh, the NJPW card in uh, California the week before or two yep. weeks before uh, WrestleMania. So uh, taking on uh, the ever young Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin. So, Ever young? Ever young. I think he's older than me. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it, timing-wise, it seems like it's just a, a push to get Ray's name out there, you know, for that. But 
there seems to be some cooperation between New Japan and WWE these days. So Lots of cooperation. So maybe maybe there's something to it. I mean, they got your New Japan stars main eventing WrestleMania, both of them at this point in time. Let's say the Undertaker does return for this last match. Let's say who goes over. Do you have Undertaker lose another year in a row? Man, I don't even want to think about that. I, I'm excited to see if it happens, but if it doesn't, like, who goes, man, I don't know. John, uh, they built this match up for so long that no matter who wins, it's going to disappoint somebody. Right. And, and does he come back as perhaps like the American badass instead of That's what the I'm dead hoping. man? I want him to come down on the motorcycle and, and just comfortable and come out and just start throwing those haymakers. That, that, that'd be exciting. Throw those yeah. soup bones, for, baby. For a few minutes, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the entrance will be a lot quicker. <laughs> right, yeah. For a few minutes. That's uh, But, you know, he'll be blown up by then. I, I mean, uh, match-wise, logistically, it makes, you know, a better match for John Cena to face Rey Mysterio. And it, it's different. You know, you don't think you're going to see that, but <laughs> you can't see it. Uh, I just wave my hand in front of my face. Um so it's a possibility, but they did have John Cena go out on Monday Night Raw, and he did say, he did challenge The Undertaker, even though they are not playing back that part of the promo when they talk about him now going to SmackDown and him winning his way into the six-pack challenge, which obviously he's not going to win uh, could, for the WWE Championship. Could, 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 could this all be to get ratings back on SmackDown. Amen. By, by having Cena Taker, all of it take place on SmackDown. Amen. Because what's their main event right now? AJ, it's AJ, AJ versus Shinsuke. But yeah. that's fine. Well, no, possibly. If possibly. AJ wins that match. Exactly. Well, he's got to be like Alexa Bliss. He's got to come out of the six-pack challenge and win the match. You know, Alexa Bliss did it. We're going to talk about that. But what do you think? Jim and Jason, John Cena, do you want to see him face Rey Mysterio, The Undertaker? Do you want to see him at all? At, At this, this point, point, I want to—I do want to see him face Rey Mysterio. It's okay. different. It kind of follows up what happened in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Two of them being in the Royal Rumble together. Did Cena throw Mysterio out? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. I thought we went over that, but I can't remember either. I remember they kind of tagged up while yeah. they were in there to face like the new guys. Right. It was like the but, three yeah. legends against the three. Yeah. Right. But um, I don't know who got rid of Mysterio. Yeah. But they they better start building it up soon because Fastlane, uh, depending on when you're listening to this pay-per-view, Fastlane could be a week away. could have just happened. Um, and then you only got four weeks till WrestleMania. Yeah. You better start building some stuff quick. Yeah, because I do not want to see him added to the title match. No. SmackDown no. title match. No. no. Not, not at WrestleMania. <laughs> nope. No, no. I want to see AJ Shinsuke. Yep. I mean, they started that build at WrestleMania. They better finish it. Yep. Um, straight so up. That would be straight up. Hey, a couple nights before WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame. We got a couple of inductees now. It's actually looking like a pretty decent class. Uh, the Goldberg, we got the Dudleys, we got the Ivory, and we got Double J, Jeff Jarrett. That's Who did you want to induct him, CM Funk? I, I would love, love to see Kurt Angle induct Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> and then there'd be a whole Karen Angle <laughs> angle. A Karen, Karen Angle angle? Jarrett ang- wait, Karen Angle Jarrett angle. Yeah, there we go. That's it. Um, yeah, I think that it just it writes itself. It really does. So uh, That would be... That just would, fine. It would fine be fine. Me. But I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling the uh, road dog may. That's just, what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. That would be may, interesting. Dog, dog, I mean, he's yeah. one of the lead agents now in WWE. Does he sing the song? Of course. Right. With my baby tonight. Actually, no. Jeff Jarrett. They say he's going to sing it, but Road Dog lip syncs it, just like he should have in the past. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Jeff Jarrett. That's going to be fun. You you touched on New Japan. I just want to throw this out there. I think they got Team Cody versus Team Omega. Uh, going out there, um, so it, it's going to be a, a great WrestleMania weekend. They got Ring of Honor, they got Impact tapings, they got Lucha tapings, and the indie. There's like a hundred indie shots going all around New Orleans yeah. in that case. 
about that time. So it's going to be a happening. And we may even be watching the WrestleMania at the Mansion 2.0. Mansion 2.0. In that big man cave you got. Home theater. I'm telling you what, home theater. That would be fun. (laughs) You you heard it here first. Now, none of y'all are invited on the podcast, but y'all right here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think, because we got a lot of followers, thousands of downloads. I don't think you can fit that many people in the Mansion 2.0. No, no. That was not an open uh, invitation. (laughs) challenge. Yeah, it's not a U.S. open challenge. U.S. open challenge. But anyway... Uh, so why don't we uh, get to this interview? I want to just uh, preface this interview that I had with Ace Dallas, SWO owner. Um, you guys have seen some of the SWO things I've posted online. Uh, indie wrestling is a big time thing going on right now. Uh, we talked about behind the cloth, kind of a shoot interview. We talked a lot of different things, what he does in his personal and professional life, his love of professional wrestling in general. We actually talk about WrestleMania 30, New Orleans, the streak being broken. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things. And we talk about SWO Pro Wrestling, March 31st, a big show. So we're going to lead into that. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to have a segment where we talk all things professional wrestling. But before we do, who's got a tangent? Who's got something on their mind? Yeah, this is shocking. We haven't gone on a tangent yet. Not like, yet. This was such a clean segment. <laughs> we never have a clean yeah, segment because we're dirty and we're ugly. We're not clean. What is this? Does somebody want to throw a tangent out there before we go? Or should we just come back and do it clean? Clean finish. Yeah, I think we're going for a clean finish. Man, right? that's never. Yeah. No interference. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm sure we are going to throw in some tangents in segment three, which is going to be longer uh, than your traditional segment. But why don't we take it into break and right now just get a beverage, Coke Zero maybe. What do you got over there? Vitamin water. Vitamin water zero? Wait a minute. Is that just like Coke Zero, vitamin it's water zero? It's very similar to Coke Zero except with vitamin water. Okay, very good. And I'm drinking... Um, Deer Park Zero, and we got Nestle Pure Life Zero because they don't have calories in it either, apparently. Water. So, uh, hey. Gluten free. Man, gluten free. Man, we're the gluten free podcast right here. We talk about cheesesteaks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But Matt Temby would be proud of us. Yeah, exactly. He would. T E M B Y. But uh, Corey Berger, B E R G E R, might not be proud of us because his, his cookies are very good. I saw the burger cookies in uh, Wegmans the other day. Heck yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shoot, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> when we have Corey back on podcast. We're going to have Corey back on because we're going to have an all referees episode at some point in time. We're going to have a referee, Bruce Delaney, uh, referee, Zach Carlucci, referee, Mikey D. I, I did it. I used to do it. I remember refereeing back in the day. I've seen it. You saw it. I saw it happen. Uh, have a, man, I'm telling you what. And uh, it's going to be fun. But that, that was a little bit of a tangent. That was. But let's go into a clean finish. Uh, so we're going to take it in a break. We'll be right back with more Dirty, Ugly, Jammin', CM, and me. And ugly. I said Did ugly. Did you say ugly? I oh. said more ugly. Oh, man, go watch Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. Big Ugly's out there doing promotional stuff and sound stuff for us, which he's always doing. Lots more followers and listeners. But right now, I got to tell you, it's a Sunday. Normally, this is a day off for me. Normally, this is a day off for the big man upstairs. But today is not a day off for my guest right now. He doesn't take any days off, especially Sundays. I'm going to see if I can do this justice Normally, I'm doing this on the microphone, but um, currently, he is the owner of SWO Professional Wrestling, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Since uh, 2017, October, he has been. He represents the Praise Me practice. He is from the 
Temple of Boom, weighing in at an all-holy all 200 pounds. He is currently the SWO Unlimited World Champion. He is the almighty Reverend Ace Dallas. Ace, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. That was about just as good as when you say it in front of those idiots and sinners in Seven Valleys and Red Lion for SWO. So props to you, Mikey. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I, 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 well, I mean, if it's just as good as it has been before, that's, that's great. That's what we need to know. So, and, and uh, we are speaking to Ace Dallas. We're going to talk about a lot about Ace Dallas here today. Uh, but what we're going to talk about right now is where you are right now. Uh, apparently, again, you take no days off. Right now, you are in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, currently at Stellar Pro Wrestling's event called Dawn of the Blackhearts. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we're located, and the show is located here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I woke up this morning in a great mood because it's Sunday, and we all know my background. I woke up, I wrote some scripture, I walked around the neighborhood, and I preached my practice, and then I showed up here at Stellar Pro. Tonight, I was supposed to wrestle that thinner bro Keller, and honestly, one of the fastest rising wrestlers here in the local independent scene, and I was going to halt that momentum here today, but nature took its course and halted it for me, because as Vicious Van Valley said at the 17th anniversary show, bro Keller broke, 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 broke his ankle. <laughs> He sure did, and he actually showed up. He was, uh, you know, slated to show up, and he showed up, and he walked out with that boot. But he, uh, he definitely did say that he would be ready for our next big show for SWO, which we're going to get to later on in this uh, interview, Saturday, March 31st, in Red Lion, Pennsylvania. Test your might. Lots of returning superstars, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. So what is your plan for Stellar Pro today, and why should fans come out and see Stellar Pro, come out and see you at the American Legion Post 34 in Arcadia Road in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Well, I mean, they, first thing first, they should come out because I'm on the match card. That is just common sense. <laughs> uh, tonight, as I said, I was supposed to wrestle that center Keller, and he's here. Oh, he's here, and he's walking around. He's hobbling around on his boot, and he just looks so sad in his eyes, and he looks defeated. And that's exactly the kind of people that I like to target, those that seem to have lost all hope, and hopefully Keller will decide to follow my practice. I was informed when I arrived here tonight that I'm wrestling a returning Magus. Oh, Magus. Oh, formerly SWO, formerly all over the indie scene. Magus, how about that? And, I, and, and I've never, ever wrestled Magus. I, I've met him a couple of times, but I don't think he understands the forces that he is going to be in the ring with here tonight as I stand across the ring from him in what I consider to be a very intimate setting here at the American Legion. They serve good food. They serve alcohol. The, the, the fans get rowdy and they're loud. And it's very, very, very intimate here in this building. And it's definitely a temple that I like to take over once a month. But tonight, my plan is to simply defeat a returning Magus, halt his momentum, and then target Bro Keller as soon as that foot is healed, just like I'm sure Vicious Van Valley and the Tyrannosaurus Flex Ezekiel James will do when he is ready to go. 
at SWO test your might too. Wow, and we are going to get into that a little bit later on. I want to talk about that big match, a couple of big matches already signed for uh, Red Lion Pennsylvania. But let's, uh, let's go behind the cloth, as I'd like to put it right now. Let's get into the, get into the background. Let's shoot a little bit. Now, uh, your name is Nate. Now, I know, I know this. So, you know, pro wrestling is real for everybody who's listening to this. Pro wrestling is absolutely real. But... <laughs> um, you know, we like to go behind the cuff here. We've got two years on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We have uh, done some behind the scenes, behind the, the, you know, behind the storm. Now we're going to do behind the cloth with uh, Ace Dallas, otherwise known as Nate. First of all, happy belated birthday. Uh, I think you had a birthday not too long ago, February 15th. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, the day after Valentine's Day. I got to spend it at school, so it was definitely a change of pace, but it was really awesome. So, uh, what are you pushing, 21, 22 years old now? I am 23. 23 years old, so a relative, uh, relative young face in the, in the personal world, in the professional world, in the business world, so that's great. Uh, so, congratulations yeah. on that. Um, Thank you. Now, you mentioned school. Now, this is something that I did a little bit of my research for you. So, uh, very recently, I guess in the past year or so, you have uh, become a school teacher yourself. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was hired at Reynolds Middle School in Lancaster, PA on October 23rd of last year. So, I graduated from Elizabethtown College uh, in May of 2017. And, you know, within five months, I had that, secured that teaching job, which was I don't know, it's kind of unrealistic, but it's just something that I've always wanted to obtain. So the fact that that's a reality is just, it's almost surreal at times. <laughs> that sounds great. And that's something you went to school for, and that's something you have a passion for. And Elizabethtown, I'm a big fan as well. And, uh, you know, that is just, that's great. So on a daily basis, you get to be, uh, you know, a teacher. You get to impart your knowledge, as it will. And then that's, uh, you know, when, when you, we turn you up. Uh, to 10 or to 100, you know, you get into, you know, the Ace Dallas kind of thing. And, that, and that's something that I've, I've been watching ever since I even got on social media. And I, start, I saw that character and everything coming through. I'm like, man, I got to meet this guy. This guy's really passionate about what he does. So it's great to know that you do that in, the, in your personal and professional life as well. Um, let's talk about that for a minute. Now, the serious subject of religion. Um, it is tackled once in a while in the world of professional wrestling, and when it's done, you know, there's always a lot of heat. There's always a lot of controversy. Uh, I've never really heard that around you. I, it's uh, I find what you do to be personally. I'm going to tell you, I find what you do to be extremely entertaining. Do you see what I did there? I was going to take it another way, but no, I I find it ex <laughs> <laughs> I find it extremely entertaining. I mean, I can't tell you how fresh something like that is in my opinion so uh, i love it but what we're going to talk about uh yes absolutely what what i want to know is how did that character that gimmick come to you nate how did you find ace dallas what was your inspiration and tell me a little bit about the creation the birth and now moving forward with ace dallas tell me about that so when i first started at SWO, it was like i want to say like july of 2015 and I had always thought of, like, the saying, like, crazy me. It's just something that I've always, I don't know, like, I just thought it was an interesting way to get some heat, telling people to, like, you know, literally get on their knees and worship you. It's definitely something that's going to make them mad. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was probably around, it was March of 2016, uh, Sarah, Sarah Morgan, who's 
been, you know, by my side since I started in wrestling. Right. Uh, she's been, yeah, she's been my manager and stuff like that. She actually came to me and said, well, what if you take this praise me concept and, like, amp it up by 10 and, like, you become a reverend of sorts? And I was a little backwards about it at first because I know how weird people can get when, like, religion is mixed in any form of entertainment, really, whether it be wrestling, movies, comedy, any of that stuff. Right. But, uh, so, so we kind of, we were brainstorming back and forth, and then I finally decided that, so what I'll do here is instead of incorporating anything that has to do with, like, actual religion, is we'll make it our own religion. Uh, we call it the Praise Me Practice. Right. And, you know, and Sarah typed up, like, these, these flyers to, like, join the practice and join the movement, and We've done, like, communions and everything. It's, uh, it, it's just one of those things that's, like, I did not want to incorporate, like, anything about God or, like, religion as, like, you know, a real religion. So, sure. Um, because, and, and, and I, like, I'm not a super religious person, but if I was, I would find that to be offensive. So that's why I kind of took the, the route that I did with the character, and when Sarah was talking to me about it, we decided to go that way with it because... It's more of a heat seeker as opposed to like, like a like you know like a genuine like this guy is not, not appropriate for the product you know, so, yeah I mean that, that's kind of how it all started and the way that we decided to go with it that way, it's just something different. <laughs> it really is something different. That's uh, one of the reasons you know I I've been in and out of uh, SWO pro wrestling for a while, but when I heard this. <laughs> There was all this good stuff going on over there, and we're going to get into your, your other roles in the company as well. Um, just yeah. some, so many different things. And this, you know, this Rev, the Almighty Reverend Ace Dallas, this Praise Me practice, which is, you know, as factions go, you know, you get your shields, you get your New Day, you get your factions that you see all over the television. Yeah. In indie wrestling, it's a little harder. I mean, you can just throw random people together and you can call them a, a tag team or a six-man tag or even a faction. And it's hard for that to take substance because indie shows are sometimes few and far between. You know, once a month or once every six weeks. But when yeah. something has the staying power that this does, and there's so many places, you, like you said, you can do things outside of the ring. You can do things outside of the company. And... Um, it's it's just caught on so much. I'm a such a big fan. So uh, keep that going. Maybe one day, you know, Mikey D. You know, you could just involve him. You could have your uh, your own canter. You know, in the praise me practice. Not that you don't do the great mic work because you don't. You do it all. You do all the mic work. So <laughs> I don't know what you would need me for, but hey, you never know. I'm always uh, I'm always willing. You know. <laughs> So, great stuff with the Praise Me Practice factions uh, as they go, and we're going to get into that a little bit later on when we talk about, uh, you know, again, Red Lion, March 31st, uh, SWO, Susquehanna, test your might, uh, so much going on there, but let's go back to a couple of other things that I had. Now, let's your role in the company. Now, I know you're one of the guys that uh, gets everybody motivated, you know, and, and this is kind of, again, behind the cloth. Backstage, you're the one, you know, getting everybody ready, getting everybody motivated, helping with the... Uh, not only necessarily the matchmaking, but kind of being an agent here and there, you know, of not only of your own stuff, but other people's stuff. Very helpful, very, uh, just very involved. So tell me a little bit about your role with SWO, other than, of course, being, you know, a worker and part of the Praise Me practice. Yeah, um, so if we're, I mean, if we're looking behind, like you said, behind the cloth, Wolfman is still like the, he's the head honcho, so, you know, it, it does run through, you know, it's his ring, and it's, uh, 
And then there's obviously Dino, who helps promote the events and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and then Vicious Van Valley, uh, he, you know, he is the, the matchmaker himself. Like, he, he books stuff all together uh, and works very, very hard at what he does. And I, you can tell that he gets stressed out at times, but that just comes with putting together what I think has been a very successful product over the past couple of years. Yes. And uh, he'll do the graphics. He'll do the flyers. And... Honestly, they're, they're about once a week, him and I have like a two-hour co- phone conversation just discussing, is this a good way to go? What should we do here? Should we use this guy and this guy? And what would be the, mess, you know, the best match for this? Uh, different stuff like that. And So I think my role is more of that. I'm that piece of morale. I mean, I'll throw out ideas here and there, but like I'm that positive guy to like provide that reinforcement and simply say that, yeah, we should do this because, and it makes sense, and I provide that substance that, that people who go through those, you know, those kinds of levels of stress, like they need that. They need to hear that. Okay, it makes sense. Thank you, and stuff like that. So, I'll help him out, and I'll talk to Wolf if he ever gets frustrated, and I'll tell him to just relax. Everything's gonna be fine. And uh, yeah, so like, I mean, in terms of like agenting matches, I mean, I don't go around and tell people how to do their stuff, but I'll go around and if they ask me for help, I mean, I, don't, I don't, I'm obviously in no place to tell people how to do what they're doing, but. Uh, I'll, I'll listen and and I'll help them if they need the help or if they ask for the help and and I do the same thing and and they all help me out too and it's it's kind of like this this wonderful like brotherhood and this family that has been built in this company over the past couple of years it's, and it's a truly beautiful thing like I'm very 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 proud of where this organization has come uh, and how far it's actually come since we started two and a half years ago. Right, and SWO has been around for uh, literally 17 years. We just had our 17th anniversary show not too long ago. And the amount of people, I mean, granted, you know, there's, there's fire codes in the places that we do these you know, shows, so you can't Absolutely. push those fire codes. But I tell you, we push to the limits. Every time we were in the middle of snow, ice, and sleet a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, over 120 people showed up to, a, you know, a capacity 150 place. So, I mean, that's... Not bad at all, and they got one of the best shows that I think that we've done so far, even though each show keeps testing the limits and going higher and higher, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and like you said about El Seven Valley, it's not that big of a venue, and I know that last year, oh, what well, was Christmas Chaos, I believe, Yes. in December, uh, it was our award show, mm-hmm. Ken Andrews that night, and there was a ladder match, and just a bunch of different stuff going on. There were 197 paid people there, and then that doesn't include anyone that comes with the wrestlers and anyone that comes to help out that gets to sit and watch the show and stuff like that. So we can safely say there were over 200 people in that building. And when I first started there, maybe lucky if there was 40 in the crowd. Right. It's a small, it's a small town, and you're like, oh, how, how far are we ever really going to get in Seven Valleys? But like the hard work and and the you know the promoting and the, just the quality of the product. And obviously there's ways that we can work and improve, and I'm not blind to that, but I think our fans see how hard we as a team try. And like like I just said, last December, over 200 people in it. Yeah. It used to have 40 people in it. And like you said, you push that, that limit of like how many people can actually fit in here. Right. But, yeah. 
and it is a volunteer fire company so you don't want to you don't want to eliminate the fire code from it but what we're doing is working with seven valleys and working with redline and a couple of other uh, venues and, and SWO is growing you know breaching out of just one place and that's that's yeah. fantastic you talked about the brotherhood you talked about the family this is what draws me back to the SWO I've, I've been in the SWO as I said in and out for six seven years now and I've been at the t uh, point where you know they were you know in Columbia Pennsylvania where there was almost 200 people in there at, in the winter time when there was weather going on and that there was some high points going there and then you know changing of the guard changing of the philosophy the personalities and then you know you come back down um, but that that happens in pro wrestling a lot especially with independent companies but I, I that's why I love this podcast because I want to talk about independent wrestling a lot on this podcast because that's where it's at I mean there, okay. there's a WWE TNA Lucha and I'm going to ask you about some of your inspirations in a minute but if you want to see passion if you want to see hard work if you want to see dedication and you want to be right there in the middle of the action go to an independent wrestling show go to stellar pro and by god you know come to swo we'll find a way to get you into this building even if these buildings are packed which they have been uh, yeah man, they have been and then that, that brings me back to like last year's test your might i think this was before you had come back yes it yes it was yeah, so it was April fifteenth, also Easter weekend, like it will be this year. Right. And it's kind of it's kind of like that show. It's something I talked about with Van Valley, and it's like we need that show around WrestleMania time. That's like, and I don't want to like rip off of the WWE, but like like our WrestleMania, you know, where we just put we go all in on it, and uh, we're doing that again this year. And um, there were two hundred and fifty six people in Red Lions. Wow. That night, um, it was supposed to be Leo Rush, but then. He, you know, good for him, but, like, bad for us in that sense. He ended up getting signed by the WWE. Sure. And, um, so we found a last-minute replacement, and, and I don't want to undersell it as a last-minute replacement, we found Jonathan Gresham, mm. Ring of Honor superstar, and talk about, like, you know, you go from one to another, and it's really not that, you know, we didn't drop off and like, how, how quality the talent was going to be. Mm -hmm. We had to do that, but um, so then uh, Sunny Kiss was also there. Mike Orlando made his debut that night with us. Um and Ricky Reyes from Lucha Underground. Those were the big four. Uh, and 256 people. We, we literally ran out of chairs. It was standing room only. And, and I looked at Valley and I looked at uh, Wolf and I was like, are you kidding me? You know, like, this is unreal. So. I can't I, wait. Yeah, I've seen. That, yeah pictures and, and even some video clips of that show and you know regardless I don't they may have some of them may have come to see Leo Rush in the beginning but I believe there were still 200 people if not more in that building when the the last match hit the curtain and they were on their feet and they were screaming and they were loud and they were all blown up by the time it was over and we have seen a lot of those people come back to not only Red Lion but Seven Valleys and other places that we've gone to do benefit shows we've had Matt Seidel we've had Nuncio from uh, you know that just the the quality of people and the passion and the hard work going it sh really shows it really does yeah I, I absolutely agree i absolutely agree so let's um i'm gonna go we're gonna definitely talk back uh, about test your might too coming up on uh, march 31st not that i haven't plugged it enough but that's what i do but we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> you see i'm a promotional guy this is what i do um Oh, and by the way, since you and happy and you and Vin, and Van happen to be tight, you know, you know I can referee. You know I've taken the bumps. You know I can work. So uh, if you ever need to throw the ring announcer into a story for anything, hey, I am there for you. I can always rip off the jacket. There's the stripes. I'm all you're yeah. there. You know, 
anything's possible in, in, in professional wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but let's, uh, let's go back to you a little bit. So tell us how long you've been a fan of professional wrestling. How did you become, uh, how did you become a fan? What are your influences, matches, certain wrestlers? And how did you get to be in this business uh, altogether? And then after that, we'll go uh, and talk about Red Lion. All righty, sounds good. Um, I uh, started watching wrestling when I was a kid with my dad, very, very young. I think my first, like, memory memories of, like, wrestling would be maybe, like, 2000, 2001, definitely 2002 without a doubt. But, like, my first WrestleMania that I had on, like, VHS was WrestleMania 17. Oh. You know, talk about a first one, right? Wow. Uh, it's hard to cap it off with one of the best ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh but, uh, and then I would watch it with my grandfather uh, when he was still alive, and I'd go up there every Monday night, and we'd watch wrestling Raw. But, you know, sometimes I'd go up I When SmackDown was on Fridays, it was a little harder just because it's like the start of the weekend, And but they switched that then to Thursday, and now it's on Tuesday. So, like, I keep up with SmackDown then, too, and I really enjoyed it as a little kid, more so than Raw, probably, when it was on Thursdays because of uh, The Undertaker. Oh. Um, and, and, and that's where he was. All the, my, like my entire life, he was, he was a SmackDown guy, so I was like a SmackDown boy. Because when we talk about where my influences come from or my inspiration, mm-hmm. it's what it's one hundred and fifty percent and ten times over the Undertaker. Um, I can see that. I, I watch him perform that match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty five, and it's, it's honestly a match I've watched at least twenty times. And it's it's fifty minutes every time you watch it, so I lose an hour. So I've lost about a day's worth of my life watching that match at this point. But um, it's just the, the psychology they put behind it, and like you can clearly see the reasons why Sean and Taker did what they did that night. And and then you, you everything with this streak, honestly, from from about Batista up until he's you know Lesnar, and even beyond, because I'm such an Undertaker fan that like I mean. I'm still rooted for him to come back this year, and he probably shouldn't physically and, like, stuff like that, but <laughs> I'm selfish when it comes to him. So, uh, and I'm plus, I'll be in New Orleans for WrestleMania this year, and I would love to, to see that because I've seen him in person twice, once in Hershey mm-hmm. 2004 at a house show and then once at SummerSlam 2015 when he wrestled Brock Lesnar there at the main event. Um, right. Yeah, and which... I mean, at that point, I was like, can he even still go? Because, like, he hadn't done anything since they had that real, like, short match with Bray, like, 15 minutes. And it was good, but it was just, like, you know, your regular match. Right. Like, that Taker-WrestleMania match. And But then he had a match of that caliber at the SummerSlam main event. Like, I think that they delivered so well. And then they turned around and did it again at Hell in a Cell a couple months later. So, like... Which is one of my favorite matches of all time, by the way. Oh, I mean, they they just... I don't know, like, you watch that WrestleMania 30 match, and there are times where it's hard to watch, and they go so long. It's like 25 minutes, and Taker's obviously out of it. For them to rebound and have those two matches back-to-back, SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, together, uh, and given the history, like, between Taker and Brock, too, like, all the stuff we hear about how they don't like each other, right. and stuff like that, and to have them both end their, uh, like, their time in the ring together, that way, I think, was very, very powerful. And... So just everything that that man has done for this business, dedicating three decades of his life to to, 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 this, to this thing that we call professional wrestling. It, it, I've written college essays on the Undertaker. Like, I'm <laughs> the worst human being, but but it's just uh, there's so much to say. So, and I don't think I can ever give it justice. 
so I kind of just have to internalize how I really feel about The Undertaker and all that he's provided wrestling and continue to use that as my fuel and my passion every time I'm about to hit the curtain and get in front of these people. That's uh, that's a heck of an influence to have, and that's that's great. I can totally see that in you, and um, I can tell you, I was actually in the building of WrestleMania 30, and I was actually sitting there, and the match itself, Brock and uh, Undertaker, was going relatively slow, you know, for a Brock Taker match, and you know, you're kind of eating at your popcorn, looking at your phone, things happening, and all of a sudden, you know, the third F5 happens, and then you hear something that you did not ever thought you would hear. Is that one, two, three count coming from the referee with Brock making the cover? Wait a minute, what just happened? And it took maybe 30 seconds. There was this like this hushed silence, like what just happened? And then they flashed the 21 and 1 up on the screen, and then the whole crowd just like dropped, like lost their lost their stuff. And yeah. including me. And and then uh, the ring announcer, you know, got on there and, you know, he had, that, this is why I love the ring announcer job, because there's just so many cool things that you get to do. And uh, right. Justin Roberts got to get out there and say, you know, the winner of this match, Brock Lesnar. And like, oh my God, like the whole place for the next 10, 15 minutes. And then everything with Brock trying to walk out flabbergasted and stargazed and then Undertaker trying to get to his feet because I'm sure he was hurting as well. And, and just the stories that are told, that's why I love this business, you know, for things like that. You know, every, every wrestling card from beginning to end is a roller coaster ride, and when you have that part of it, it just sits with you forever. Yeah. Just, you know, so passionate, and, and I totally get where you're coming from, and I see where your uh, inspirations are coming from, but I know you're a busy man here today, and we're coming down to the... Uh, the final parts of our interview today, you and I could probably talk offline for hours about wrestling and psychology and passion, and I'm sure we will. Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure, you know, behind the cloth, you and I, you're, we're going to, we're good, we're good, but in, we're going to go back into the cloth now. Ace Dallas, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to call you out just for a minute here. I know you're the owner, so you're technically my boss in SWO. But what I'm going to do is put over Test Your Might too. It's going to be Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. It's going to be Saturday, March 31st in Red Lion, Pennsylvania. Front row is gone almost. $13, but it's almost gone. That's how popular this show is, and it's still a month away. General admission, $10. But a lot of things you already mentioned. Sonny Kiss coming back, and he's going to be taking on Leo Sweet. What a feud and a rivalry from 2017. Unbelievable. We're also going to have a four-way match with Sean Phoenix, Matt Vertigo, Killian McMurphy, Everett Cross. I mean, all of these guys have been in four, five, six-way matches that have been just incredible. You know, uh, I believe we're going to have, you know, the Beast Slayer one more time, Zach Belmont against the Beast, and that's going to be uh, the full-time Beast, Evan Atlas, and a last man standing match. So much more, so many people coming back, but I want to talk about your match. It's going to be for two championships, the Unlimited World Championship and the Women's Championship. So on your side, it's you. SWO Unlimited World Champion Ace Dallas and Praise Me Practice also Women's Champion SWO Jess La, who's also been on our podcast, accompanied by the lovely Sarah Morgan and probably the rest of the Praise Me Practice as well, taking on the returning Mike Orlando and the returning Ali Rex. And uh, this is going to be a war. So, uh, stop me from putting it over. Why don't you tell me how you're going to go through this match? 
I watched Mike Orlando enter Red Lion and SWO for the first time last March. He went one-on-one with Evan Atlas, and I watched Mike Orlando fail in front of 256 people. And then I watched Ali Rex two months later enter the SWO for the first time where she went after Jessica's Women's Championship at Crowning Glory in June, and she failed. Mm. Both times these individuals have entered the confines of my temple, they have fallen against their opponents. And they don't understand that they're walking into my company. They're walking into my organization. I am defending the prizes of the Praise Me practice that night alongside the queen herself, the women's champion, Jessla. And Mike, Orlando, and Ali Rex, while they have developed this relationship both in and out of wrestling, will have that relationship shattered. Mm. At the second annual Test Your Might in Red Lion on March 31st, 2018. Wow, and you've got to uh, you got to call seven one seven seven eight one four five nine four or six zero seven two eight seven five eight two zero, or you got to log on to Facebook and hit Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, and you got to like, you got to follow, you got to subscribe because if you want to see this, uh, don't get left out. Uh, you know, as uh, as the ace, the Almighty Reverend here has said, that building has been pushed to capacity, and I believe it will again. Tickets are going really, really fast. Um, Ace, why don't you tell us where we can find you on social media so that we can follow you? Because when we put this up on the podcast, you know, we need people to find where the Praise Me practice, how they can follow you. You can find me at the Almighty Reverend Ace Dallas on Facebook, and you can find me at Nathaniel Andes on Instagram. And once you do that, you will be able to follow in my footsteps, and you will praise me. Now, you, you said praise me. Now, that's not normally how I usually hear that, but do you, do you have any lasting words that you would like to leave the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast with? Is it praise me or is it... Praise me. <laughs> Thank you, Ace Dallas. See you Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. Sitting here with... Jam and Jace. And... CM Funk. That's right. So we started talking offline because we always do. We should have just kept the microphone rolling. Right. Um, so, uh, first of all, we're going to wrap up this interview that we just had. Uh, Ace Dallas, SWO. Uh, it, it's going to be great on March 31st. Thank you so much uh, to the Almighty Reverend from the Temple of Boom, weighing an unholy 200 pounds, owner of SWO. Uh, couldn't have done it better. Couldn't have done it justice. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, please follow Susquehanna Wrestling Organization on Facebook. And we got everybody tagged in the Praise Me practice because you want to praise me. He didn't do it too loud because he was in a locker room, you know, getting ready to work on a Sunday because he works on a Sunday, but that's great. Uh, but we were talking offline 
Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Man, we're getting right into it. We're just going to jump right in because it's Tangent City right now. Um, So, CM Funk, uh, why don't you tell us what you just heard or rumor and innuendo that you've heard? Rumor, rumor. I want to make sure everybody knows. Rumor. Rumor. So, I'm hearing no Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year Uh. at all. Instead, they're talking about doing a women's battle royal, which I don't know. I, I, anybody else have anything that they, I mean... Now, the Andre the Giant documentary or the, the, the HBO is coming out April the 10th. So this would be a perfect time if you have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for the WWE and HBO to sort of join forces. Wouldn't this make sense? And Which one's first? Uh, the ten, uh, What day does WrestleMania is the 8th. Okay. So the Andre yeah. the Giant comes out two days right. later. It doesn't make sense not to do the Battle right. Royal this year. Yeah. Now, it makes sense to do a Battle Royal with women. I get it. You know, you want to give the women everything that the men can do. Right. Um, uh, you know, you gave them Elimination Chamber, which we're going to talk about. You gave them Royal Rumble. You gave them... Uh, we've had all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, what do you think? Do we have two? Do we have the men? Sure! We got room? That's what I think. I mean, it's yeah. 27 hours of uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> so I mean, they, they've got plenty of time to get it in. They do. I mean, we got a kickoff show, we got a whole show. Why not do both? Yeah. And that'll get more people on the WrestleMania show. But does that take away sort of from the strive to be on WrestleMania? Because if you know you, you're going to be in a battle royal, they're going to throw you in there. So do you really have to work that hard to get your WrestleMania moment? You know what I mean? Because they're just going to throw you in there. Oh, I made it to WrestleMania. I was in the Battle Royal. But the other thing is, is there enough depth on the women roster to do that Battle Royal? Considering that mo- a lot of the women will already have matches later on that night. And a lot of the women, like in the Royal Rumble, were surprises and, and callbacks and things right. like that. So I don't right. think you're going to have that in a Battle Royal, per se. Yeah. I I have 15. 15, 15 women. 15, maybe 20. Okay. But, yeah. you know, NXT. Right. right. I mean, you throw it on the pre-show, which is what they usually do with the Andre the Giant sure. Memorial Battle Royal, too. You know, throw it on the pre-show. You know, it kills a 20 to 25-minute segment you know, of the 15-hour pre-show. And, you know, it's... Gets everybody on. It yeah, makes everybody I mean, happy. And I don't have a problem with that. It's it's the problem of taking the Andre the Giant one away. You know, Especially the since away. They, with, you know, they built it up. The they got HG. a trophy. I mean, come on. Cesaro, uh, Baron Corbin, they've both gone Mojo a lot Raleigh, of different. He's don't forget. main eventer yeah. anywhere on Superstars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. That that might have been the thing. You know, I, I, God bless him for wearing the Maryland gear. Yeah, but but yeah. ain't none. He ain't done nothing. Didn't the Big Show win a Andre the Giant? He sure did. Memorial? He won the first one, right? No, no. Cesaro won. Cesaro won the first one by eliminating the Big Show. Right, right. And the Big Show eliminated, I believe it was Mizdow, both of them. I I think. I believe. And that was in uh, that was in San Francisco, right? It sure was. I was there. I remember that one. Um, And that was good. So Big Show did. So there's been four Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals so far. There should be another one, especially since that HBO documentary or that show is coming out two days later. Yeah. Come on, guys. Exactly. So rumor. As you said, just rumor. And plus, you've, you've got so many guys that don't have anything that are go- they're going to be doing, you know, right. as far as matches for the main show. You know, I mean, there's already a logjam of, you know, talent that they have nothing to do with at this point. So, right. you know, they, they've got to put them on, get them on the show. Question for the Andre Giant Battle Royal. Battle Royal. You got it. Yeah. Anyway, so should there be a stipulation added to this to give this 
like a little more of a, a Royal Rumble feel? Like, should they get a, a title shot or like something else? Maybe not the heavyweight title, but maybe like Intercontinental title shot or cruiserweight something. title shot. Two oh five. Two oh five a lot. Yeah. That's gonna be I the mean, smallest battle royal. It ever. seems like you know you win the trophy, they pose with the trophy for like two weeks, right, and then. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It's yeah, done. That's it. It's not helping anybody's career. As we just talked about with Mojo Raleigh. Done, right. Did nothing for Baron Corbin. So, uh, I mean, what They do should think? give him, like, a title shot at the, uh, you know, the next Raw or the next SmackDown. It's something to strive for, you know. Some kind of title right. shot, whether it be U.S. or Intercontinental yeah. or... Or it could be like one of the pay-per-views in the summertime. It could Summer, be. It could be SummerSlam. Just say a future championship right. opportunity. doesn't have to be exactly what, but right. a future championship opportunity. Yeah. And then he brings the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy into a promo somewhere, says, I'd like to get my championship opportunity. He cashes the trophy in. Cashes the trophy <laughs> in. Fantastic. Uh, why not? You know, sure. I mean, Carmella's got her briefcase, which she still hasn't cashed in, so why can't somebody cash in a trophy? <laughs> Jesus. Um... Hey, by the way, on the TV behind us, uh, the one of the big TVs here in the mansion, I got 27 of them. Um, we're watching Monday Night Raw from uh, earlier this week, and we just got done seeing Bailey take the tag away from Sasha, the old uh, Mega Powers kind of spot from long, long ago. Doesn't necessarily mean Bailey's turning heel, but it just means Bailey says, "Hey." I am getting you back for turning on me at the Elimination Chamber, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Do you guys like this Bailey sasha lead-up, obviously, to a WrestleMania one-on-one match? Yes. Not for the title, too. I, I like it, man. If they can have that same kind of match that they had in NXT mm-hmm. uh, TakeOver oh, at yeah. one time, like that, that would be great. Man. How about Last yeah. Woman Standing? How about that? Never seen it before. Yeah, I uh, would, be lo- would love to see a stipulation with the match. It's got to be since the other two women's matches on the Mania card will be for the titles and stuff. Right. You know, and this is kind of the culmination of Bailey and Sasha's you know rivalry that dates back to the NXT days. So sure yeah, does. Definitely get them get them in there in a stipulation. Last man standing. Do another Iron Woman match. Whatever you know, but it'd be fantastic. Jamie. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like it because it gives us a chance to see more one-on-one matches yeah. at WrestleMania. Because if I recall correctly, last year both title matches were multi-person. Yes, I can't remember four or five. Except for yeah, except for Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, which we yeah, don't well, talk about, about women, anymore. Oh yeah, the yeah, women. women. Oh, they yeah, were all yeah. multi-matches. Yeah, yeah. It was a four-way and then five or six on the SmackDown yeah. side. One was elimination, one wasn't. It was just kind of weird. It was confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, very strange. So I'd rather see some one-on-one or a tag team, some kind of. Feud payoff as well as the title matches. Absolutely. For the women. So that's going to be fun, um, and we're going to watch this. And we, we've talked about John Cena, who's on in the background. John Cena. Oh, uh, John Cena just texted me. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, that was actually Todd Edwards from SWO, who's on that uh, Inside the Squared Circle. So, uh, you know, we got a good relationship going with them. They'll help push us. We'll help push them. And thank you, guys. So John Cena. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Raw to SmackDown, does it increase SmackDown's ratings? Hopefully. We we certainly hope so. SmackDown needs it. And we will see more of John Cena, and then after WrestleMania, we probably won't see him for a while. Where's Jinder Mahal? Has anybody seen him? He's on SmackDown. I love Jinder Mahal. I, I, I got a feeling, not to get off the John Cena thing, because, man, do I love talking about John you Cena. You do! Um, but Jinder... He's going to end up, it's going to be a triple threat for the U.S. title at WrestleMania with Orton and Bobby Roode. That's just my my prediction. I'm okay with that. 
I think he I think he interferes in the match this Sunday at Fastlane, which I'm sure we'll get to. We will point. get to. So anyway, just, okay. So, yeah. Cena, gender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, just uh, <laughs> Cena being on both shows. I mean, does he stick primarily to SmackDown now to just help get them doing what they're doing? Y'all think so? Yeah, he. I mean, he has to because SmackDown. I mean, they don't have. What's drawing anybody to SmackDown right now? There's no programs that's drawing anybody. Like, they don't have the big superstars. I mean, they got Shane and Daniel. Yeah, we're going to... I mean, Shane and Daniel tap dancing around each other, but we got AJ, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler. And I don't mean to put these guys down, but this sounds like a higher mid-card match for WrestleMania. It doesn't sound like a main event. Right. At all. AJ Shinsuke, if they build that, that's a main event if they build it right. And you can see that they're really trying to build Dolph up and the, the, the crowd is just not reacting. No, because they've teased us so many times yeah. with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And every time it pays off, it dies. Right. Because they know? never paid off the U.S. title. No. Issue. He yeah. didn't know. He just dropped it, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and he just walked away. And then he became number 30 at WrestleMania. And CM Funk and I were sitting there like, huh. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Like, and see, he got eliminated in four minutes. Right. They, they, that, that's where they dropped the ball. If you're going to bring Dolph back in some way and actually make a push out of him instead of just paying him just to pay him, he should have come in Royal Rumble and swerved everybody and won the thing. Yeah. You know, that, that, now, that would have yeah. been a move. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. swerved everybody and just eliminated himself, walked over the top rope and walked away right. saying, yeah. I don't yeah. need exactly. this. Continue yeah. his gimmick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. See? We could write this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> By, by the way, we we're going to talk about Elimination Chamber in just a minute, but talk about the writing right now. Vince McMahon apparently has taken a back seat so he can do XFL. Uh, so most of the writing, most of the TV is being done by Triple H and his people. Is that like just the Raw, NXT? Man? No, it's both. Yeah. It's it's NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Is Road Dogg still writing? Road Dogg's still Smackdown. doing some of the yeah. writing. I, I think he's primarily on SmackDown yeah. at this point. But you can just step back a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, he could step back and do the roadie thing. You know, why not? Um, Because that's the problem with SmackDown. They have such such a great talent roster. Look at the talent. Look at the ability there. And then look at the flat stories that we've been repeating since what August. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, SmackDown needs to shake up so badly. And I don't know if it's necessarily because of the writing, but you're stuck with the same five people over there at this point. It's like, what are you supposed to do with them? You know, I mean, just put them all in the same match. Right? You know? oh, hey, wait, yeah. wait, they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how about that? <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna jump into fast lane later, but well, let's talk about something good that was on SmackDown this past week. So uh, they have the Usos and the New Day going up against each other again. Again, uh, but who? Right, exactly. Who? That's, who? That's who? Yeah, that's who? Um, the Usos and the New Day, great matches. They always put on great matches, yep. but we need something different. Exactly. But on SmackDown, they did something different. Big E cut a shoot promo on the Usos. So he got out of gimmick, he got out of character, and he just started talking about, you know, hey, my daddies didn't pay my way in the WWE. Ooh, you know. So you can see that somebody is behind the writing doing this little shoot reality gimmick on not everything, but some things. Uh, The John Cena thing, the Roman Reigns thing, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, so if the writing, I mean, this could be a different road to WrestleMania for everybody. It just seems like there's a little bit of a different feel coming up. But SmackDown really needs it, yeah. for real. Well, I mean, if, if if it's true that Triple H really is starting to handle some of the writing duties or at least yeah. some of the storyline duties, then real shoot you know interviews make perfect sense for these guys yeah. because Absolutely. that's what Triple H does. You know? Yeah. So, uh, I've got no problem with it. I'm happy for it. It's it's a breath of fresh air, you know, from the stale, you know, same old, same old promos that we get every week. Exactly. Jam and Jason, you like the shoot reality thing? I do, I do. I even liked when they first brought up the idea of having a top ten. 
But then they did it, what, one? They did it once, once and, and now they're banging off the now. same list, and it's in one storyline, <laughs> yeah. which is the U.S. title storyline. Yeah. Right. Um, but I so, thought that was a good reality-type gimmick. You know, let's have a top ten. Let's keep some rankings. Let's see people move up and down. Mm-hmm. Like the old PWI magazine. Yeah, you know, open oh, up, you have the yeah. WI. NWA top ten. Yes. That was a Here's, real magazine. Like, you could open it up and read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, paper. Remember yeah. paper? <laughs> print. Yeah. Oh. Man, I'll tell you what. That, the feel. The feel of print. Big Ugly, you like the reality shoot deal? I like the reality shoot. What do you guys think about uh, having Bray Wyatt start shooting? Please, of his cryptic please, yeah, <laughs> because he's still in a storyline with Matt Hardy. That's gonna keep going. Matt Hardy's gonna develop the broken gimmick and more of his broken thing. But let Bray Wyatt just go off the cuff. That was the best thing with the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia a couple years ago when Bray Wyatt came in and he said, "This is my year." He actually went off the cuff and started shooting. And when he eliminated everybody, and then of course he got eliminated himself. But the thing is, he just opened up and became real. You put that reality together with his crypticness and just get rid of that lame, same old gimmick that he's doing. Because it was interesting at first, but now it's just there's nothing to it. And there's no family. There's no Wyatt family to back him up. So Right. He hasn't even tried recruiting. No. What kind of cult leader is he? He needs to. (laughs) (laughs) All he's got is people holding up their cell phones. I did it. I put the light on. I did it. But um, let us. Talk about the Elimination Chamber that we just watched recently on the WWE Network for for $9.99. Don't watch it on Hulu because Hulu will cut everything out. You know, they had the gauntlet match that was a week before, six days before Elimination Chamber, where Seth Rollins lasted an hour and five minutes. The match on Hulu didn't even last that long. (laughs) They cut everything out when Seth Rollins beat John Cena and Roman Reigns in the same night, mind you. That was awesome. Seth Rollins, man. Yeah, because I watched it on a Hulu, and I was, you know, when they got to the point, they were like, oh my God, Seth Rollins has been been in the ring 50 minutes. Right. I hit pause. Show's only been on 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Isn't you that really sad? chopped that up. Yeah. That whole gauntlet match lasts almost two hours, the whole first two hours of the show, and Hulu's just chopping it up. I guess you have no other choice to watch the highlights if that's what you want to see, but please watch it on USA, because you're going to miss something. Yeah, when they rework the con- contracts, they really need to fix that. If they're going to put it on Hulu, put the whole thing. Yeah. Man, can I go off on a tangent real quick? Tangent! I saw Corey Gray's crazy head and it made me think of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the vanilla ice yeah, cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's working for him. I like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, as you guys know, they brought uh, Coachman back on Raw. They brought Coach. So, on. did you guys hear about the heat between Corey and Booker? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, we hadn't discussed that yet. So, like, what do you guys think? Like, how did you feel about Booker? Commentating, like, what do you guys think about? I, 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 I got to ask you guys first because I kind of heard the aftermath of this whole thing, so uh, I'll, I'll get to it. But uh, what do Bo- you guys think? Bo- first, Booker is. I love Booker T. I mean, he's five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Right. You know, champ and all that. But man, he's not very good commentating on matches. It's, <laughs> it's awful. And and the whole thing on Raw. Sorry, a little tangent off the tangent. Yeah. Tangent and all, like. Who's the face commentary and who's the heel commentary? We yes. don't know. Stop switching back and forth yeah, in the middle of matches. You know, it's bad enough switching it from match to match, but right in the middle of a match. <laughs> yeah. Like Booker T, Booker T would be heel face at the same time. Right. It was unbelievable. I don't, I. It was so funny, but he was terrible. Yeah, he's pretty bad, man. And I, I'm the same way. I like Booker, but commentating notes. Keep him on those little pre shows with that's Renee right. Young. Yep. You know, that's it's right. going to be yeah. good. Yeah. What's his Shucky Ducky? Shucky, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack, 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 quack Moment of the Night. <laughs> at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. 
Any opinions on Booker T, Corey Graves, Jamie Jason before I I'm glad Booker T is out of the booth. He was calling matches. That, <laughs> he was calling matches that I don't know what he was watching. It wasn't the same thing yeah, I, I was I seeing. I remember one time he said something, and, and Corey was just like, what are you talking yeah, about? Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, and and their whole their to, to go back to your original tangent, their whole uh, their whole heat, if you will. Those are air quotes for those that can't see them. Um, you know, like it, it was it was all work. It's there, a work. That's where I was no, going. No question about it. There, it's a work. Yeah, so. I mean, it was it was put up Booker T. Apparently, something Corey Graves tweeted, and then Booker T. responded on his radio show. Then Corey Graves started, you know, to throw in little tidbits, and then all of a sudden, on Booker T.'s radio show, Corey Graves comes on and just they're talking like boys. You know, this was all a work because when when the whole internet, because the internet is always true, took it seriously. This was the biggest storyline in the WWE for about a week. Yeah. And Corey Graves is an announcer, and Booker T is a Hall of Famer, and he's barely an announcer. <laughs> so that goes to show you the power of social media. This is why I talked before about these tweets and things like that that are predetermined, Velveteen Dream or whomever. So they talked about it. They, they just worked everybody, and it was so much fun. And they still, you know, Booker T still on his radio show, if I see this boy at Starbucks, I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> and, you know, Corey Graves is still, you know, shooting out little jabs on Monday Night Raw. But Booker T is exactly where he needs to be on the pre-show, and Corey Graves is exactly where he needs to be on both Raw and SmackDown. I was worried about that at first, but he needs to be there for both of them. No doubt. Now, I he agree. needs to be a heel. Um, or, or in both of them. Or in both of them, right. Because, yeah. you know, we don't know from time to time. Because you got Coach and Michael Cole. Who is it? It's, it's um, who's on? Uh, Byron Saxton and... Uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, Tom Phillips. Tom AKA Phillips. Cole so, Jr. Right, Cole Jr. So, I, I love the three-man announced team, but you need Corey Graves to be that ex-wrestler who's pissed off because he can't wrestle anymore, and he knows better than everybody else why is happening what's happening in the ring. That's what I want to see. So, he, what's the point of the third guy? To bat, okay. That's what I, no, I was, I was just going to ask that. No, I was just going to ask because that. Because you said like, you like the three man commentating team. I, I like so, it now. I didn't like it at first. Okay, so what? What is the point of the third guy? Oops. So, uh, so, go so you've got you've got your main commentator, so yeah. Michael Cole. Let's go with the raw group. Yeah, you got Michael Cole. He's going to be the guy calling everything down the middle. Right. Forget his old character when him and Lawler were, you know, heel and face and all that stuff. Michael Cole's back to just being the guy that calls the matches and promotes everything and, you know, does the WWE line. Then you need to have a heel and a face who can talk at each other, you know, throughout the matches and, and kind of create some kind of storyline, you know, while, while it's there and all, you know, give reason to hate or like the people that are in the uh, in the ring or in the match. Mm -hmm. But is it because so. the announcers are just not that good these days? Because the old days you didn't you just needed to you just needed Gorilla and Bobby you just needed Vince right. and Jesse. But they weren't as handcuffed as I guess they were, they are now. You know, there's a yeah. lot of there's every one of them has the the microphone in yeah. their ear or whatever it is, and they're all getting told put this over, put this over, put this over. So I think the third guy's there to just to balance that out. Um, and, and like like CM Funk said, you need you know people having discussions about storylines, and then you know the heel versus the face, and it's to continue to build what's happening in the match, but it's also to build what's been happening on the show and other storylines at the same time. So the third now, coach right now, coach needs to find his footing. Coach was fantastic when he was in his prime before, but he's in ESPN mode right now. He's a little lost. Yeah, so yeah. Cole Graves, great, but coach doesn't feel like it's flowing right now. 
Uh, the, the team on SmackDown, though, it feels like it's flowing pretty well. Yeah, I've always yeah. liked Graves and uh, Saxon going at Graves each other. Graves and Saxon yeah. well. yeah. have good heat between yeah. each other. Right, yeah. they're perfect for, with each other. There's yeah. no question about Who that. Who misses JBL on commentary? JBL uh, and Booker, there's a team yeah, for you. I, I, I only miss JBL with his, like, out of nowhere, <laughs> Randy Orton type, you know, throwbacks to the wrestling. Back in 1855! <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my! <laughs> Uh, that, that's what I miss. Hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I, I need more Moondog Spot, you know, references in my life, and I just don't get them anymore. But uh, uh, JBL. So, so who would you rather have, uh, Booker or Otunga? Wow. On now they're both on the pre-show now. Do, yeah. do you have to choose between those two? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe last month or during Black History Month you had to choose, but now you don't have to choose. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It's March, so you don't right? have to choose no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. We power to the people. Nation of domination all the way. Uh, that's a that's a reference. There you go. Yeah, from yeah, past. Thanks. Appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's talk about the elimination chamber. We've been dancing around it. Why not we dance right into the chamber? The new and improved square sh- shaped chamber with pads on the outside and room to walk between the posts and the higher uh, Lexan glass, whatever that is. Um, and the chains and everything like that. Let's talk about the chamber first. I know we touched on this last year, Big Ugly, around Elimination Chamber time. Do we like the new updated chamber? Let's start with you, Jam and Jay. The old one was more brutal. Absolutely. More brutal. Yeah. Which is yeah. why they changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want you know, less people getting hurt now. Yeah. But uh, is it better for the fans now that they've changed it, or is it just better for the workers? Better for the workers. Okay. Better for the workers. But although we did see quite a few creative spots we this sure past did. Sunday. I mean, there were really, a lot of creative yeah. stuff. And Alexa Bliss did a great job. Like, oh, I loved taunting it. Taunting the people in the ring. So Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Alexa did a great job. Yeah. Great women's elimination chamber. CM Funk, new new chamber. Uh, you guys won't believe it, but there were actually lights flashing over top of each of us to decide who was going to talk next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Were our names up and over the lights, yeah, too? CM yeah, Funk, I, I Dirty so. Mike, Big Ugly? I, I thought I was going to have to wait five minutes before I got to <laughs> you know, participate. With uh, the D-U-W in yeah. the middle. That's <laughs> right, the D-U-W sound right forget. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Elimination Chamber, the oh, new right, version. Right, yeah, yeah. Yay, uh, nay. Um, Yay, I could have done without the padding, you know, be a real woman or a real man and take the bump on the uh, steel grating on take the outside. The bump. You can't but, even uh, hear it anymore. When you heard that bump on the grating, it was You great. knew it hurt, right. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just like, ah, okay, they got, yeah. It's they like got bumped the on the mat. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, otherwise, though, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I like the sliding uh, door for the, uh, the yes. main entrance mm-hmm. in and out instead of the swinging gate, which... <laughs> Never seemed to make sense. This allowed people to actually sit on the uh, steps, and you thought maybe something would happen. You right. Know? Um, so, good teasers. And, and that swinging gate always seemed to break. It did seem to break. <laughs> and now they got the, uh, you can uh, you can escape from either side of your pod now. It's not just one side that they open up. You can, and that came into play too. That did. Big ugly, new chamber, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I like the swinging, I like the sliding Big doors. Swinging. Um, and, um. I like that they can actually stand up on top of the thing now. Before it was like kind of... Uh, Easily, safely. Yeah. And they can get their faces slammed right. into that plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles did it last year. And yeah. uh, we had it done this year too. So, so I, I don't mind as much. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, let's talk about the matches that were not chamber matches, first of all. Um, we had Gallows and Anderson over the Miz Tourage, uh, Bo and Axel. Um, no big surprise there. Gallows and Anderson went over because they are associated with Finn Balor. And Finn Balor is over. So... No big thing. Anybody? Good? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No tangent there? Pre-show. Okay. Pre-show. 
Uh, what did we have? Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. I think that was on the main show, actually. That was. And uh, Matt won. Decent match. No big surprise here. They did uh, talk about, you know, you fade away and classify yourself as obsolete. More of the broken universe that comes from, uh, you know, TNA and... Um, I, I like the mind games, you know, at the beginning where Matt Hardy disappeared out of the ring and <laughs> le- just left his jacket laying there and Bray went looking for him. Yeah, yeah, well, he did, I guess, yeah. I, I thought that was fun, you know, uh, the match itself. Yeah, yeah ho-hum. Yeah. It's Bray Wyatt against Matt Hardy, first time anywhere. Right? Anywhere. Or, or, or yeah, only me. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to see it again at Mania, I'm pretty sure. Can't wait. Maybe it'll be on Fastlane, too, if, we, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they are uh, Are they on Raw? They're the Raw Superstars. They, they could be on Fastlane. Why not? John Cena's going to be on Fastlane. Um, we're going to talk about that. Um Let's see. Oh, by the way, Jeremy Borash brought over that whole broken universe. Plus, he brought over the fact of doing, uh, like, uh, Instagram, Facebook Live type interviews where they actually hold the phone in front of them and cut the video instead of using their million-dollar video equipment to cut promos. And it looks like an actual video that you're going to post online. Then they put the big, colorful words on there, uh, you know, which is pretty interesting. So, JB brought all that over. How do you like all that? This kind of comic book feel? It's kind of like a comic book, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. I could do without the words. What about when the New yeah. Day comes out and they do it for like 13 seconds? Oh, Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Big E's got to be blown up after hitting that <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the microphone. Um, so what do we also have? The uh, the bar. You know, They don't set the bar. They are the bar. They are the bar. Uh, and they beat Titus Worldwide, Apollo, and uh, Titus. So uh, no big surprise there. The bar retained the tag team championship. Sheamus is still working relatively hurt, so I don't know. He's taking a lot of bumps, though. I mean, he's working yeah, real for, hard. Yeah, for, for, for a guy with a neck injury, um, give it to him. I guess he's trying to get it in before he's got to hang it up. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So WrestleMania might be his last deal. And who will he put Cesaro with next? <laughs> oh, no. What, you, you don't away. have faith in the Cesaro singles push? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's a, that's a shame, too. Uh, what else did we have? Um, I can't remember if there was any other... Uh... Oh, Asuka and Naya. Oh, now this was hard-hitting. This was a fight. And uh, I would say, you know, Asuka won. Obviously, streak is still intact. But Naya, I felt this last year at WrestleMania. Naya has earned her stripes. Naya deserves to be in a main event storyline. How do y'all feel? Tangent. Naya, Asuka, go for it. No, she definitely deserves to be in a main picture spot. And, uh, I know Asuka's potential. your girl, Big Ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the homie. So and uh, and um, the title picture too. As far as Nia Jax, like, yeah. yeah. Question about Oscar. Oscar. So they're going to be facing at WrestleMania, her and Nia, right? Well, no. Oscar gets to choose her Supposedly. opponent, that's right. right? And she yeah. still has not, even though both shows are saying are teasing. Yes, they're teasing. It's going to be Oscar yeah. versus Alexa or Oscar versus Charlotte. Yeah. So, so that's the question. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. So. The where I was going with this, does Ronda Rousey in the streak? No. Absolutely not. And, and that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, not at WrestleMania, though. Not at WrestleMania. Okay, but does but she eventually? Does she, right. Because I see Asuka taking a title, <clears throat> no matter who she chooses at WrestleMania. Sure. Is Ronda Rousey the one that ends Oscar's streak? I hope not. I hope it's somebody more established in the women's division that has come up. One of the Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, uh, somebody like that to end Oscar's streak. Becky Lynch even, bring her back up. What do you guys think? Does Oscar have her streak broken by Ronda Rousey? CM Funk. I don't think so. Um, I, th- I think Oscar eventually maybe loses to Charlotte. 
and all down the road, you know, if, especially if they have a series of matches. Yeah. And all, because um, my personal hope is that at WrestleMania, it's Asuka Charlotte. Um, I don't want to see Asuka Alexa Mm-mm. at this point. We've mm-hmm. all, we already saw it, unfortunately, yeah. on Raw a couple months back. Right. And I'm sure they'll never mention it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, and it was a lackluster match. It then, was. You know, with no build at all. So, um, that yeah, was the problem. I, no build. Yeah. I mean, Ronda will get over on some of those established stars at some point, but she's way too green at this point, I think, to to do that. I mean, I think the tag team match that they're possibly getting to, you know, with Stephanie and Triple H is the way to go at this point with Ronda. But as far as Asuka goes, I think she stays undefeated for a while until somebody like Charlotte, you know, takes her down. Amen. Jamin? Yeah, I agree. I want to see her stay undefeated for at least six months to another year. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have a good run with a belt, too. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, she retired undefeated from NXT with the Women's Championship, which was awesome. Right. Yeah. So, why not? I mean, let this streak build. I mean, streaks work if you do it right. Um, and this is done. This is being done very, very well. Yep. And Asuka, when she first came up Big Ugly, I know we talked about this before, it was kind of back and forth. Now she's being featured. She won the Royal Rumble. Now she's being featured as a main eventer. And now she's being treated like a main eventer, too. Absolutely. She's hooked up with Miz on the Mixed Match Challenge. So that's some good exposure. We talked about that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I like... And that, that's the only thing with Oscar for me, though, going forward, is she's got to get a mouthpiece in the mean in the meantime. Without it, uh, no, it's no disrespect it, no. to her and all. I mean, the the language is a barrier, obviously. It is. So you same know, thing with Shinsuke, actually. Right? Yeah, he speaks it, better English than Oscar, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and they're they're getting smart by giving feeding them the right words and the right lines and all to say. Keep and it having simple, Renee you Young know. in the ring at the same right, time. Right, having Renee there, but yeah, they got to get her a mouthpiece and all. And I would love, speaking of The Miz and that whole mixed match, mixed match challenge, <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see like her kind of become part of the Miz Tourage, you know. I mean, hey, that would be dope. They've had some great interviews. Yeah. They have. Yeah. 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 start putting on like suits and stuff, start kicking people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Yeah. Man. And then The Miz starts going on this reality shoot thing. Why not? Let her do it. Let him do it for Oscar too. Yeah, Absolutely. We need to be writing right now. I know. Best we, writing. Writing. we will send we this into ideas. WWE. Yeah. We got ideas. <laughs> um, so yeah, Nia Oscar, great match. Uh, great, at yeah. great match. I, Chamber. I, just to add to that, Nia Oscar match and all, um, kind of goes off the whole Oscar and who she wrestles at WrestleMania. I think it was a great opportunity and a great build and a great chance for Nia to show herself so that you can have Nia versus Alexa at WrestleMania and all. I think that makes so much more sense to former. Friends, if you will, uh, whatever they were, you know, and I mean, you know, have Nia against Alexa, but um, to be honest, I think Nia, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a feeling that uh, that um, that Nia is being treated a lot like Braun Strowman, though, at this point. Yeah. Yes. And also, yes. whether well, we see her in a title match or not. Who knows? Why don't we talk about Braun Strowman since you brought it up? Let's do the let's do the men first and then the women. Let's main event the women on our Elimination Chamber podcast. I'm sorry, man. I'm still on this Mitch and Oscar joining. Oh, it's, it's, it's go like, for it. She could be like the freaking China was the DX, and you missed like the Mitch like the new like DX. And the Mitch yeah. could be more of that instead of semi main event. They could be the main yeah, event. The main event, right? Yeah. Oh, and not even a problem with this, but The Miz, of course, after WrestleMania, his uh, wife is giving birth very shortly around that time. So Miz is going to take some time off to be with his new with, with his new child. Yeah. Uh, so let Asuka be in there. Let The Miz Tourage keep going. Let Asuka lead the way, but let the other two do the talking. Yeah, and yeah. I, I got no problem with Bo Dallas or Curtis Axel talking on the mic either. Amen. I mean, both of them can do it. So Amen. Yeah, be, yeah. 
It's a great yeah. situation. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. Good Go stuff. to Braun Strowman. No, I'm, just I just, very, <laughs> I'm very hyped about this idea that would never come to be. But it could. We need to make yeah. this happen. Uh, so let's talk about the men's elimination chamber. First time ever, seven men in the elimination chamber. Three start and uh, four in the pods. We knew Miz had to start, and we knew Elias had to be last. And Elias came out first and did his Elias thing. What a fantastic... He's really coming into his own. Oh, yeah. He's and so comfortable. I had no confidence in him when he came up. Really? He, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think we he didn't was going to We didn't know what he was over. doing. Right, yeah. I didn't think <laughs> he he didn't know what he was doing. Right, he was yeah. just walking around backstage. Right, with with the guitar. Yeah. And strumming it. Like, I mean... Yeah, damn, he's good. Damn, Jam and Jack, you like? Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Elias? Yeah, yeah. I know you like it, CM Punk. Uh, I I walk with Elias. (laughs) That's what WWE stands for. Right, it does. Um, Yeah, I mean, Elias is a throwback-type heel character, you know, and it's it's perfect. And he is so amazing on the mic. Yeah. And and he's got the crowd just eating out of the palm of his hands right now. And And he has them... So chanting with him, you know, ch- chanting for him, walk with Elias, all this stuff. Who wants to walk with Elias? And then he's got him booing him five seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns it around and has him cheering him again. Like, right. in the same promo, turns heel and face four times. I mean, that's so good. You can't fake that. Dude, and and his in-ring ability has yet to be really shown because he's not really allowed to have a great match. But... His match against Roman Reigns a couple months back was fantastic. The triple threat with um, was a Cena and Strowman mm-hmm. and him and all was he was fantastic in that. And even his uh, five minutes in the elimination chamber that he got, he was wonderful. I mean, he he can go in the ring, he can talk on the mic, superstar, He's an absolute mean, package. Yeah. So what does he do at WrestleMania now? Before we start about the chamber, does he get his own spotlight, ladies and gentlemen? Elias, he's in the ring. Uh, or did they let him walk down to the ring, get the entrance, or they just show the spotlight, and then who interrupts him? It can't be Braun Strowman at this point. That's we've seen it, yeah. been there, done that. Got to be somebody, somebody big. Bring the honky tonk man. Honky tonk. That's exactly <laughs> what was on my. You need somebody with a guitar. Maybe Jeff Jarrett. He'll be there. So. Absolutely. There that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bring them both out at the yeah, same yeah. time. A good guitar over the head. Or, uh, perfect. Good. Good. Uh, good comedy spot that they need good. on WrestleMania. So. Good. haha. And that gives you a WrestleMania moment. It does. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Elimination Chamber. So you had Elias in there. You had Finn Balor in there. You had Braun Strowman in there. You had Roman Reigns in there. You had John Cena in there. (laughs) You had Seth Rollins and The Miz. So um, Braun eliminated everybody. Just real quick at the beginning match, I love the whole where Miz was trying to get the other person on on his team to join up. Yes, like, yes. Just his little hand motions, and he just kept going. I thought that was funny. But and, yeah. and the camera angles yeah. going in and out of the pods with the reactions of playing with the people in the pods, like yeah. you were saying earlier, Jamie and Jason. It's the same thing. It was very, very good. Yeah. But uh, Braun eliminated everybody, uh, and he was one of the first three competitors, I believe. Or was he in a pod? I can't remember. Braun was in a pod. Braun was it in was, a pod, but he was, came out relatively early. It didn't was he? Rollins, Balor, and Miz. Miz. Sorry. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. So. And but still, he was out there most of the match, uh, Strowman, and he eliminated everybody except Roman, who got his ass beat, and then Roman won. Now, when we were watching this live here at the mansion, uh, and, and with our boy, you know, uh, Maniac Mike, uh, the other uh, Maniac, <laughs> the other Mike that was here, yeah, he was just like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> like he was not happy, like legit. Um, what do we think about this? First of all, Roman winning and going on to WrestleMania to face Braun Strowman. But what do we think about Braun Strowman dominating the chamber 
and then Roman getting up over him. Yeah. Is this just a plan from the beginning playing out? What is this? Big ugly to start with. I you. definitely feel like I feel like, you know, there's been rumblings that we were going to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again. And so I kind of had a feeling that Reigns was going to win. The the only thing I don't understand is, like, they build Strowman as, like, you know, um, this unstoppable force. But then he gets stopped. Like, you know, it's like they build him that way. And then he loses to Brock Lesnar with one F5. You know, so they build him. He eliminates literally everybody in the Elimination Chamber. But Roman Reigns beats him. You know, so it's like, I I don't know. It's It's just a weird dynamic there with that. I don't know. I don't know if I, I like it. See, I'm fine. I'd have had I'd have had no problem with Roman Reigns winning that match if he would have just done more damage to Braun Strowman. Three Superman punches and two spears is not enough to take a guy that just yeah. took out five of the best superstars in the world and dominated the, elim- the elimination chamber for a half an hour. Like, right. you know what? If he would have just kept like you know half a dozen of each, you know, I mean, just gone after him and after him and after him until he finally just couldn't get up anymore. I'd have been okay with Reigns winning, but the way he won, it was like, yeah, it was like finish the match and it's over. And yeah, like, and that's the Superman thing—the way The Rock used to win, you know, uh, except against John Cena, where they would hit every finisher on each other seventeen times. But that's why we need to protect a finish. But even in this case, it needs to be more. He should have speared him through one of the Lexa and glass chambers, yeah, or speared him into the right. chamber, or yeah, right. you know, something. Or speared him into the po- anything, you know, or have. Uh, just a bit, another big bump, something like that, but it seemed a little too quick. Jamie and Jason, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, and I've been thinking about this. I think, um, I think their WWE is kind of backed into a corner. You know, they're almost afraid to do this Super Cena, Superman thing too much. So I think they had Braun pin five guys, but it still keeps him like looking very strong, but yet a little bit vulnerable. He takes the loss to Roman, and then that way, if Roman wins the belt, it builds up a credible feud for maybe during the summertime yeah. between the two. So I think like the way they did it gives them a little bit more longevity. Here's the only problem I got. Oh, go ahead. And then the other thing I was going to say, it almost kind of combines with Rollins winning um, the uh, gauntlet match a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of gives Roman another opponent for the summertime, you know. So it kind of yeah, builds out that. the feud for the next six to 12 months, maybe. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Now, my problem is Braun Strowman is, was kind of just put by the side. You know, I, he dominated the Elimination Chamber. Uh, won, you know, beat everybody. But then he came back on Raw and he was in a segment with Elias again. No no offense to Elias for what we were just talking about. But this, Braun needs to be, and this is where I was going to go with John Cena a little earlier. I would love to see John Cena and Braun Strowman. That would be, like, give Strowman a spotlight main event match. Uh, We need him to not be in whatever battle royal they have. We need him to be in some kind of main event picture. Because it does not look like he's going to be in the championship picture at all for anything. So what does he do at WrestleMania? He has been built up so much. I would hate to see him take a backseat to anybody at this point. Yeah, I, you know, the the whole Braun Strowman thing, like, I... If you look back at the Elimination Chamber of the Men's Match and you look at the seven participants that were in it, two of them already had a road to WrestleMania set for them, or at least rumored to be set for them. Sure. And that was Reigns and Cena, despite right. Cena's current you know, pleas for you know, getting on the road to WrestleMania. Sure. But the other five guys in the match truly have nothing that was kind of set up for them to right. carry into WrestleMania. Does that mean we're going to have a five-way for the Intercontinental Championship? Hopefully not. And and that seems pointless to your whole point about Strowman. Like, Mm -hmm. if he's in that, well, he just pinned all these guys in the Elimination Chamber. Why wouldn't he easily win the Intercontinental title? Exactly. You know, like, so what are they going to do? They need to do something with uh, Strowman. I like the Cena-Strowman idea. I think that would be great. I mean, 
talk about the uh, having the two supermen, if you will. You yeah. Know, the, the the guys that can't get be stopped and all having yeah. go one on one with each other and yeah, and let Cena dictate the pace of that match. You know, let uh, and it protects sort of both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they can make it seem like it's a big war and they could build up to it it's something like that i mean i would i wouldn't mind cena and mysterio cena and undertaker would be interesting to build up to but the payoff would be absolutely terrible um but but i like to see cena uh, catch them hands though. you catch yeah. them hands yeah. <laughs> and, and that would actually bring more credibility to cena too because cena has been less polarizing since roman reigns has kind of taken that polarizing figurine so um you know let cena go through one more test of challenge let him actually earn his legendary status and then you know have um cena put stroman over you know and give stroman that lead into the summer saying you are the guy now take it do it um so that elimination chamber, great creativity. We talked about this before. Great use of the chamber uh, f- by a lot of those guys in that match. Great use of the tops of the pods. Yeah. Um, not bad. Now, one, <laughs> I, I just got to throw this out there. Um, at the top, we all knew that Elias was coming out last. Why was the light shining <laughs> yes. on his, yeah. possibly him, and why was his name up there? Why was he even in that mix? Because he's not going to get picked until you go last. So Why? I don't know, but anyway. And go. I, I, I got a little, little tangent on this too. Tangent. So Seth, Seth Rollins, love Seth Rollins. Don't get me wrong. He's Seth freaking Rollins. He is, he Monday, is. Monday Night Rollins. He sure is. Can he stop stealing everybody's moves? All right, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad enough he had. I almost he, did a spit take. He, right he was doing the pedigree for a while. Of course, that was kind of storyline with the Triple H deal and all that. Fine, so be it. Then he took the sling blade, and we, I really wanted a double sling blade in the elimination chamber. But it was Rollins <laughs> yeah. and Balor it didn't happen. Almost, almost. But then he did his spot off the top of the uh, pod, and it was a frog splash. That um, uh, who did it earlier? Uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks had Sasha. just done it in the women's elimination chamber match. Seth, you're creative. Stop. Just stop. All right. <laughs> Do something different than everybody else is doing. Public service announcement to Seth freaking Rollins. Right. Uh, and but it looks like we're leading on Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Miz Intercontinental <coughs> Triple Threat for WrestleMania. That's kind of seeing where that goes. I don't think Braun or Elias are going to be involved in that, and I don't see anybody else kind of getting in that. That's a great Triple Threat match, I think. Um, three people that can really shine and bring out the best in each other. <coughs> I'm okay with that. I got a tangent. Tangent. What is WWE's obsession with these multi-men, multi-people <laughs> matches? Can we get back to the one-on-one? I, I would I love to, but they're just trying to get everybody on. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they don't take enough. They don't have enough time, even though they have twenty-eight hours of programming every week. They don't have enough time to set up storylines for everybody individually, you know, or just one-on-one. So make it three or four in a match, and you cut half the storylines out. And I'd rather give somebody a month off. <laughs> Seriously, no. Rest them, give them a little vacation. Yeah, and then get them off TV so they come back on and they have fresh. more credibility. Yeah, yeah very yeah, fresh. Yeah, or move them to SmackDown. Because my <laughs> thing is, my thing is AJ Styles. He's 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 a little older than some of the other guys. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's being wasted in all these handicap matches, multi-person matches. He is being wasted. Yeah, he needs to man. have the next. 12 one-on-one matches for the, you know. Yeah, because his one-on-ones yeah. with uh, Cena, his one-on-ones with Kevin Owens, even the one-on-one he had with Finn Balor when it was just yeah. Yeah. wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, the one-on-one he's going to have with Shinsuke, that will be good. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that's As long as they don't screw that one up. <laughs> no, don't screw it up. If it happens. No. I know. If. if forget it. You don't know. He has ourselves. to get through fa- Fastlane. Yeah, we're going to talk about Fastlane in a minute. Yeah, he, he's got to get through Fastlane. We're not predetermining this like AJ Styles is going to win, but he's going to yes. win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, 
great men's chamber match. Uh, I'm okay with the new chamber. I'm okay with the seven guys. I think that was uh, just a ploy to make sure to get more people. Apparently, and we talked about this during the show, actually, they were short on selling tickets or something like that for yeah. that show. They were not sold out, and they were trying to get more buys at the last yeah. minute. Yep. So I don't know if they eventually sold it out. The way they shot the camera angles, you couldn't tell. So... I don't know. Uh, I feel like if they sold it out, man, they would have mentioned it. The fact that we don't know. I mean, they yeah, said yeah. it on Royal Rumble. When I went back and watched the the replay after we watched yeah. it. Yeah, that was one of the first things they were saying. It's we're like, sold out in Philadelphia. Yeah, they they advertise that as soon as they can. So yeah, I don't I don't think they sold it. By the way, you can still buy tickets to New Orleans to the Superdome. Uh, if you it, was a, it was in Vegas, right? Uh, yes. Vegas isn't really a big wrestling town, though. Is it? It's like, uh, here and there. Yeah. Yeah, not too much. Right. I mean, they've had some things happen in Vegas before, but not huge, huge stuff in Vegas. Yeah. So, WrestleMania, though. WrestleMania 9. The big toga party at yeah. Caesars Palace. Right. Happened right. in Las Vegas. But there was only 5,000 people out there in that little makeshift arena that they did. Right. So, that was probably the least attended WrestleMania of all time. So, going from 93,000 in the Pontiac Silverdome, which has now been destroyed, to 5,000 people at WrestleMania 9. But anyway, that's a tangent in itself. Let's talk about the women's elimination chamber match. First ever, uh, it didn't main event the show. It actually started the show, I believe, or it was the second match. I can't remember. No, uh, led, yeah, was it lead led, off the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah the elimination. Yeah. Thought it first, did. Yeah, because yeah. that's right. Because at the end of the kickoff show, they played the the elimination chamber music, the boom, 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 boom. You know all that. Um, so we had Bailey, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville of Absolution, and we had the WWE Women's Raw champion Alexa Bliss, who came out and won that match. I love Alexa, and I love the fact that she won this match, and I love the fact that she can turn heel and face on a dime. She can do it, too. Love Alexa Bliss. This was a great creative match. I'm going to take it back to what Jam and Jason said earlier. Great creative use of the cage. All of them, uh, the same chamber. I'm sorry, it's not a cage. We got cages, we got cells, we got chambers. Um, and Punjabi prisons. And Punjabi yeah. prisons. We have those two. And who? No, I was just saying bamboo. Oh, bamboo, right. Bamboo. Punjabi <laughs> prisons, great. Um, at first, I was a little skeptical about Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville being in this match just because I didn't think they deserved it at this point in time. But I understand why they were in there. They were there to fuel the other stories. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, and now we have a sasha bailey story and now we have an alexa versus the world story which i just i just love what alexa's doing let's go around the table let's talk about it big ugly yeah i thought the match was good um i like the spot where uh what was it, sasha turned on bailey yes yeah, sasha yeah. turned on bailey yeah. in the chamber yeah that was pretty cool um i think i expected alexa to win so mm-hmm. that's yeah, kind of played out like i thought yeah. okay I like the match though. It was good good jamie yeah. let's go with you uh, yeah, I like how Alexa came out last. It was almost a benefit for being the champion. Uh, you know, I kind of wish they would have pumped that up a little bit or mentioned that, like, yeah. that she was going to be the last one out. Um, yeah, but they liked like to look through the chamber, so she was playing. Yeah. She was not sitting in that chamber, not working. No, no, She was no. working. Yeah, yeah. And I like that she did her move off the top of the... The, the twisted yeah. bliss yeah. off the top of the pod. That was great. To the outside, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, I think she earned it. Uh, you know, she took her, her licks in that match, but she earned it. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Uh, anything else stick out for you for the match? And uh, I also liked, you know, the Sasha and Bailey. Sure, sure. Angle. Which I was... I think that, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Sad, so. CM Funk. I, I, th- I thought the match was, was pretty formulaic, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I kind of expected everything to happen the way that it kind of played out. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a great job of protecting Absolution for two people that are very... 
kind of new still to the whole the sure. whole scene by having one of them start with with Bailey. I forget if it was Sonia. Or, I can't. Yeah, remember. It, was, it doesn't really matter. They they are both intertwinable uh, right, right now to me. But then bringing out the second member so that they could team up against Bailey. Sure. You know, and that way neither of them had to perform real, too much. They could share the spotlight a little bit out there, and all. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. And then, yeah, I mean, the rest of the match was fantastic. You can't go wrong with Sasha. Uh, Mickey even. Uh, oh, Mickey Bailey. was great. Yeah. Mickey definitely was the veteran in that match. Yeah. She did great. So and then she wasn't there to fuel any storyline. She was just there to put other people over. Yeah, and she did her job perfectly. And uh, and then the the promo at the end with Alexa Bliss was just oh. uh, it was one of the better promos you'll ever see. I was so, fooled. I, Honestly, I yeah, was I fooled. I was, I was too. too. Yeah. I was yep. too. I mean, she she was so convincing, and I bet that was all like a from the heart, you know, when she was saying, "I'm so proud, I'm so happy," and then she just turned on a dime, yeah, man, and she, she pissed everybody. She turned off. the tears on, and then turned them off just like that. It was great, and was... and the crowd was hot for her over, and then did boom, just yeah. turned. Oh my god! And she did it again on Raw. Yep. She did it again on <laughs> Raw. I was like, I'm still fooled. I love Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I don't want to see Alexa and Oscar because we've seen it before, but I want to see Alexa Bliss hold on to this title for a while. I'm okay with it. Yeah, Alexa yeah. is uh, five feet of twisted bliss, whatever you so want to call it. So if that. Asuka faces Charlotte, does that mean if she wins, she automatically moves over to SmackDown? More than likely. Yeah, okay. yeah. And that's good. Hey, I wouldn't mind that move. SmackDown yeah. needs yeah. maybe. It was the Miztourage thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still Unless they all hit with a superstar <laughs> shakeup, which I think could happen within a couple weeks that's, of WrestleMania. I heard this shakeup's going to happen, too. It needs to. So. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. does. But. SmackDown's too stale and Raw's too stacked. Yeah. So... Uh, what would that happen? Maybe the Mr. Oz goes to SmackDown. There Maybe go, and man. your Mr. Oz idea still yeah, works yeah. with Oscar leading the way. Uh, so elimination chamber. Let's give it a grade uh, when we go around the table. A, B, C. Uh, I think it's going to be at least up there. So big ugly. What's your grade? I don't know what the hell is this? First time we're doing great. I know. Why not? <laughs> I, I heard it on another podcast. Yeah. So we're borrowing stuff. Hey, hey ne- next month we're doing Dave Meltzer stars. Right. So <laughs> stars, right? Yeah. So we've done stars before. Let's yeah. give it grades. Right. Back to uh, school. Yeah, man, uh, B plus. B plus. Yeah. CM Funk. I'm with the B plus as well. B plus. How about you? A minus. I'm gonna go with you. A minus. I think it was right up there. Uh, it was one of the better overall shows. So, but entertaining to say the least. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very good. Big ugly. How we doing on time? Uh, yeah, I think we're over. We're over. Likely. How are we over already? Because I mean, we're at. We we're, had we're, we're we had a thirty hour, minute interview and then yeah. we had two. Uh, we had twenty five minutes behind. Yeah, and we're and we're now at an hour and twelve minutes total. So, for the third segment? For everything. Oh, everything so we we're okay. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we usually go 92, two hours. Yeah, so we're over 90. Unless so Desert Storm's here and then we go three hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, uh, De- Deegan Storm, shout out, by the way. Um, so one why more, don't we... One oh, more tangent. Tangent! Just one more quick, 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 quick. <laughs> I got a tangent after you. Go ahead. Did the women carry the pay-per-view? With both matches that they had? I think so. Because there were a couple times where we were like, wow, this is the come-down ma- come match. The come-down yeah. match, right. And it was after a women's segment. Man, right. I got to agree with you. I think they did. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And uh, I think as good as the men's Royal yeah. Rumble was, uh, the women's Royal Rumble was you know, very good as well. So I think we're actually seeing the women's revolution. Like, you know, they kept talking about it, but yeah. it's like, now we're seeing yes. the fruit of that. Yeah. You know? yep. <clears throat> Then I got two changes here. Let's talk about this. Does a women's championship match go on last at WrestleMania this year? No. No. Heck no. No. Not this year. Not this year. Because Charlotte keeps talking about that. And she said, you know, and if anybody can do it, she can go on last. I have no problem with Charlotte going on last anywhere. Um, But it would be Charlotte and Asuka. 
Do they put that over AJ and Shinsuke if that's what they do? I think it's Brock Roman. It's Brock Roman, man. That's yeah. the okay. main event. The only the only way I, I see Brock Roman not being the main event is if Brock doesn't re-sign with WWE. And exactly. And that's his last match. Exactly. They're not going to let him go out no way. as the main event. They're going to put that on at like 8 o'clock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-show. And Brock's going to leave, <laughs> and it's yeah. going to be over. Uh, and Roman's going to squash him. So, uh, and, and that's another thing I want to talk about, the Roman Reigns promo that was on Monday Night Raw, but I got another tangent. Um, so we because I saw it on. I'm sorry, no. I, I saw it on TV. So on USA Network, they got this unsolved, the unsolved murders of uh, Biggie and uh, yeah, Tupac. Man, I watched that first episode. Did you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I actually, I was like, man, I'm gonna just keep this on for ten minutes. Came on right after SmackDown. It sure or whatever. did. Um, Raw, right? And you know, uh, I was like, you know what? This is this is alright. Did they yeah. solve the murders yet? <laughs> no, apparently yeah, they haven't right. solved it now. Yeah. That's a shoot. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's what the show really, is all about. I mean, I don't know if you guys how you know hip you guys are on this, but I mean, essentially everyone knows who actually killed Tupac and what what that was about. Woo! You know, so it's the guy named Orlando. Uh, crap, I forget your name. It's like Orlando something. They mentioned it in the first episode. But, uh, essentially, you know, Orlando real quick for the Tupac, the Tupac story. <laughs> Remember. So, <laughs> one of one of people in death row, they got their chain taken back in L.A., right, by a Crip member who was the Orlando guy, right? So the guy, when they're all in Vegas for the fight, comes up to Pac and Sugar and is like, yo, I see the guy here that took my chain. Yeah. Pac, you know, he was very hot-headed back then, so he's like, whatever. So he goes up, he hits the guy. That's where you see that footage of, like, them jumping that guy in that casino. Right. You know, when that happened. So he was a Crip member. So, you know, that happens. Pac and Sugar, they're going to the club later on that night. That Crip member obviously came there with other Crips. Okay. They had people already in Vegas. They went around, got some guns, ran up on them, you know, when they were at the stoplight, you know, and we know how the story goes after right. that. Yeah. So really, you know, there was no conspiracy behind the Tupac. It was just really like a gang-related revenge, you know, murder, you know, from that fight that occurred. Um, it's the biggie shooting that has never really, really been solved. Technically, Pac's murder hasn't been solved because right. the guy, actually Orlando, he's dead now anyway. So, of course. Yeah, and most of the people that was in the car that night that shot Pac, they're all They've dead. been murdered. Yeah, they've been murdered. Right. So it's only like one guy still alive. But... Um, Biggie just like he's just, his, his murder is just up in the air, and that's like, what that yeah. big that show was. That's mostly what about, yeah, it's mostly about, about the, biggie. the biggie, right? Because everybody really understands like you know who, who killed Pac. So that's pretty cool. I like it. You guys should check this out on USA Network. Okay, please unsolved. That's that's, that's good. I like, and it. it's like a completely like a unfiltered. Like they cuss and everything. Oh it's man, like you USA got the S bombs, right. the F bombs, yeah, all yeah, on everything. USA Network. Heck I was yeah. shocked. I was like, what? This is HBO. <laughs> It felt like it was an HBO documentary yeah, at times, but it's uh, good. it was good. So that was my tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, good. So any final words on the elimination chamber? Did I, we got we got grades from everybody? Uh, we enjoyed it. It was good. good. It was good. Yeah. So why don't we uh, move into Fastlane, the SmackDown pay per view, which is coming up soon uh, on the WWE Network for how much? Nine ninety nine. Is it really? <laughs> just this month only. Right. Just this month only. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, we have uh, the. Main event, which was a five-way, it's now a six-pack challenge. Uh, we have, let's see, AJ is the champion defending against <laughs> Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, and now John Cena, who has earned his way into the main event. Um, let's this, just start with this. This main event really shows me, it, it goes back to what we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago about them not wanting to actually write storylines. Like, why are all these guys in this one match, like, leading to WrestleMania? Like, this is crazy. It's if so, anything, it protects I mean, them these, all, because none of them have to work. Right. right. I mean... Here, here, here's here's my, my thought on this. 
So you've got six guys. You know what AJ's doing. Or, well, we think we, we know think. what AJ's doing. He's winning. Right. And facing Shinsuke because it's the only match that makes sense. Right. All right. Take him out of the equation. You're okay. Down to five guys. Yep. Cena, as we kind of mentioned in previous segments tonight, mm-hmm. we know he's doing something. Sure. And it's got nothing to do with the championship. <laughs> nothing to do with any of those guys. <laughs> and nothing to do with any of those guys. Take him out of the equation. <laughs> got so it. that leaves you with four guys. Yep. Zayn and Owens. We know they're building up to a match where the two of them, you know, face each other for the first time this year. Again. <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> Absolutely. Zayn and Owens is happening. So that leaves you with two people. That leaves you with Corbin and Ziggler. Please, please, dear Lord, tell me that Ziggler and Corbin are not having a one-on-one match, even on the pre-show at WrestleMania, because I do not care. But that, that's what this is all about. It's just to set the matches up for WrestleMania, Absolutely. In my 100%. I mean, all it is. Jamie Jason, how do you feel? I'm tired of the multi-man matches. Like I said earlier, <laughs> I mentioned it before. So this I, is too much, no, man. I really, Six guys. I, I really mean. think this is they could you know have an AJ versus Zayn match. That's something we haven't seen on a big scale. Give Not on a big scale. No. Give right, it 20, right. 25 minutes. Let them go out and put on a good show. You know AJ's going to WrestleMania as the champion. Right. So at least give us a good 20, 25 minute right. match between right. the two. Have Owens come out and interfere and cause Zayn the match, and there, there, there blows up your storyline yeah. for that. And you don't have to have Ziggler and Corbin involved. Yeah. Right. They're just bodies. They're not like, doing them any favors, right? No, no. no. What What are you doing for them? Right. Nothing. They're yeah. in the They're in a title match, but they don't matter. Exactly. And they're I mean, bodies and, to fill. Right. And you got Ziggler, who, as we were talking about, you know, it's like they were trying to give him a push, and you're putting him in a match that you know he's not going <laughs> to win. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Same thing with Baron like, Corbin. Yeah. You try to exactly. push him, you know he ain't going to win this right. match. Right. Yeah. Mm. Man, I mean, it, it does protect. AJ, because everybody else can beat each other up, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're exactly right, CM Funk. I, I see the build exactly where you're going. And don't forget two other factors in this match. You got Shane on one side. Uh, you got Daniel Bryan on the other side. Daniel Bryan is rumor and innuendo cleared to at least have a match. And WWE is going to do it at WrestleMania and probably against Shane. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I'm very this serious. This is happening. More than likely. And it's after Fastlane, they're going to build that up. It's the only possible payoff for the Shane Daniel. Yes, yeah, because they've been going at right. each other, you know, as general manager and 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 what is it, uh, commissioner, and one you never you don't know who's face yeah. and who's heel. Yeah, because they're both over, and then they're both. So what happens after this? Like, what's the blow? I mean, depending on who wins, do one of them gets to run SmackDown. That's what it is. And more than likely, I mean, either one of them, because Daniel Bryan is doing other things with his wife, Brie Bella. And his contract, I think, is almost up too, Daniel Bryan. That's exactly right. So, I mean, he probably could go back to Ring of Honor in New Japan, and he could probably get a heck of a lot more money to do more of what he wants to do, because WWE's not going to want to get hurt. Well, if they're going to clear him, so they'll clear him for one match, but they won't let him wrestle regularly. Full-time? No. Hell no. Okay. No way. I yeah. mean, if anything, it would be a special attraction kind of thing, but yeah. there's no point to have him. No. He got built up, and he got built up by accident because CM Punk went off the radar. Um, and Daniel Bryan was hot. He was over, but he wasn't as hot until CM Punk went off the map. True. So I, I, I don't think there's any, like I said, there's no other possible payoff yeah. for this. I mean, do we want to see Shane McMahon versus Daniel Bryan? Do we think it's going to be all right? Oh, all right, let me say this. this all right, okay. Every time I doubt Shane McMahon, he has a good match. Right. I mean, I we did, did it last I did, year. Right, we did it last year, exactly. No one wanted to see Shane and AJ. And Corey Graves went and freaking said it on that show, okay? And had words Straight with Shane. To the source. And yeah, then absolutely. that was like one of the best matches on the I, card. I, it was. So, it probably stole the, stole the show last year. Right. Yeah. But, but sure to did. that point, like, yes, Shane can definitely pull off a great match. Absolutely. And I'm sure Daniel Bryan, despite him maybe not being in the best ring shape, can still pull off a great match. Sure. But 
who cares at this point? Like, no <laughs> one cares, you know? Right, right. You know, Shane and AJ, they built it up in a three-month window. Right. As opposed to this has been going on for like a year now with no end in sight to it. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Enough already. It's so. too much. Yeah. It's It just seems like it, there's no so they started no payoff too that can soon. work. Right. Oh, yeah. They yeah. started it way too yeah. soon. Yeah. I, I think they... I, think they probably thought Daniel Bryan might get cleared sooner than he actually did and when he didn't they got stuck they were their hands were tied they were exactly. in the middle of the storyline and it was the main storyline they couldn't just dump it at that right. point right and they can't do it at like night of champions or fast lane yeah. because that doesn't that doesn't do it justice right just can't do it so i mean and that's going to be a way for them to sell more tickets for wrestlemania if they do say that daniel bryan is wrestling on the card maybe that will sell some extra tickets definitely i mean you yeah know, people are gonna be excited yeah, yeah. i mean and, and you're gonna get a yes chant from seventy thousand people and, and we get that anyway but it's going to be more so now and i think they'll do a better job of building and when we have our next podcast when we review fast lane and kind of go into wrestlemania a little bit i think we're going to see a little bit more of that wrestlemania build because right now there's only one match signed for WrestleMania, and it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, which we've seen at WrestleMania before, but it was as Roman Reigns as the huge underdog after winning a Royal Rumble and getting, basically getting booed out of the building. Yeah, and I don't think Carmella's cashing in in that match. You don't so. think so? No, no, so I don't think we'll have a repeat. Come on, man. You don't think James Ellsworth could steal, steal that briefcase, make his return to the WWE? <laughs> he is the current intergender world champion. Do you believe this? He's doing the, he's doing the Andy Kaufman gimmick. Yep. And <laughs> there you go. I think we had that earlier before from yep. a CM Funk. Uh, yeah. Yep. The, yes. And that's the yep movement for yeah. you. Um, what mm. else did we have? We were talking about Fastlane. So uh, we, we all... Hey, so does uh, Brock just... I mean, so how does this match play out this time with Roman? Does Roman wins. Yeah. It's, there's no yeah. other way. Because yeah. Brock's contract's almost <laughs> up. I mean, I would love to see it the other way and then maybe play out on Raw or something like that. But... I. There's no so way we're going to get more of, of a match this time than Suplex City. Oh yeah. Okay. I think we're going to get more because that was just more of a Brock Lesnar beating the crap out of Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, it actually wasn't too bad of a match that they had started. It just got a, overshadowed by Rollins cashing in, you know, three years ago. So I exactly, mean, it, it wasn't really that bad of a match if you go back and watch it. But I don't think they were expecting it to be as as intriguing as it was going to be, which is why they had set the whole Rollins thing up for the yeah. cashing in the Money in the Bank yeah. anyway. Um, but it was actually pretty good. It was hard hitting. There was blood. There was you know stiff shots. There was suplex city bitch. You know, pardon my language, but right. uh, yeah. I mean, do we have? Do you have any interest in seeing Roman Reigns right now versus Brock Lesnar as the main event, Jamie Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as Roman Reigns wins, takes the title off of Brock. I, I mean, that's, I, that's I, we're all pretty much agreed that that's what's yeah, going to happen. That, that yeah, needs so, to happen. Yeah. Unless they swerve us all and then he does it on Raw or something like that. But yeah. if Brock resigns, like you said, CM Funk. But, but you bring up another issue. There's Brock no show and Raw. Is that a work or is that a shoot? Ah, let's talk about that before we jump back into Fastlane since we're talking about it. Did everybody see Roman Reigns promo on Monday Night Raw? No. No. But I heard yes. about it. Heard okay, it. so you heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard about it. And I, I, saw, had, I, I saw it. I watched it on Hulu. So, uh, so you might, might have missed half yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you saw it, Jamie Jason. I heard it. I heard you heard it. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Watch it, half of it on Hulu, too. <laughs> so between the two, you probably watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> they, they were <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think we're not going to get any love from Hulu, yeah. so I don't think we're ever going on that standard. You probably hear half of our podcast if we ever go on Hulu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's so terrible. Um, okay, so let's build up this little story here. So it was, it was talked about for a week ahead of time that Brock Lesnar was going to be on 
uh, the night after Elimination Chamber, and he was going to go face-to-face -face with whoever won the Chamber. And they even advertised it. Paul Heyman even advertised it on a kickoff show on Elimination Chamber with Booker T on the kickoff show. Um, and David O'Connor. Uh, <laughs> um, so, build up, build up, build up. We're going to get back to your question here, Jamie Jason. On Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns comes out. He starts cutting his usual Roman Reigns shtick. Letting the crowd boom, talking about whatever. Then... He seems to go off the cuff, air quotes, you can't see him, can't see that either, um, air quotes, and he says, why am I covering for this guy? Man, I'm a, you know, they're going to be mad at me in the back, but, you know, hey, what, Brock Lesnar's not here tonight. Brock Lesnar was taking pictures with Dana White in the UFC on Sunday night, but he wasn't at the pay-per-view. He's not here now. He left Vegas. Uh, you know, Brock Lesnar is just not here, and I, I, I ain't afraid of that bitch, and that's what he said. And he said he hides behind his contract, and it's basically a shoot promo. Jamie and Jason, I'm going to answer your question, and we're going to go around and see what everybody else thinks. Okay. This is absolutely a work, and this has got Triple H written all over it. Um, he was set up to be in Vegas taking pictures with Dana White because WWE and UFC have a little bit of a hand-holding agreement just like New Japan does. Um, Brock was given the night off. I'm sure Brock does not mind that. I'm sure he's getting paid. If this was really... Roman Reigns saying, man, I, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm covering for this guy. They would have cut his mic off and went to a commercial so fast, which I don't see out of the realm either because Triple H has done that before too. But they let the whole promo go, so this builds up more interest to this match. What do you think, Jam and Jason? You, do you agree? Or do you see Well, it definitely it? builds up interest in the match, but I don't know. You know, I know Brock's reputation. I know that... We all know Brock's reputation. Yeah, That's why that, this works so well. That had with Goldberg all those years ago that was really horrible. Um, <laughs> Maybe WWE is tired of it. Maybe he really did no show because he's trying to hold WWE up for more money or something, you know? So maybe they let Roman shoot on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Jamin? I would probably agree with you that he was holding out for more money if he wasn't going to be at a WWE live event in Chicago. This was Friday or Saturday night. Brock Lesnar is actually going to be there to perform. If he now, shows. Now, now right. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if he shows. Maybe it's part of the, the angle and everything, yep. you know, but... Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with Mike. I mean, it's you know this has got to be just to build the uh, the match and create right. some interest because people already knew it was happening the match and it was kind of like eh, whatever. Right, and people now, were already angry that Roman won the chamber and Braun should have. Right now, so, all of a sudden, ah, oh, now there's a little bit of uh, now there's a little bit of interest interest in it. So and yeah. now we want to see Brock and hear what he has to say instead of Brock just coming out and Paul Heyman talking for him and putting up the match. Right. So I like your idea. I mean, it's, it's very well possible because the WWE does not take lightly to that kind of stuff you know uh, people have no-showed before Ultimate Warrior a long time ago that's the same thing he no-showed and then Vince right, right, right out on TV said yep he didn't make dates he's gone yeah. he's out I do think it's interesting they're taking more pot shots at the part-time uh, people like Absolutely. Alexa Bliss had a promo what a couple weeks ago she you? took a shot at Brock yeah so I, I think I want to see that face off I, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was hoping when Alexa started <laughs> off Raw I was hoping Brock was going to come out right there yeah. and he was just going to stand in front of Alexa and just give her that look like you talking about me <laughs> yeah. and then Princess Heyman looked at her and then Alexa just kind of be like you know just kind of walk away but still looking, looking at him I want to see that face off but anyway Big Ugly how you feel about this yeah man this was the one where I I read about it because I didn't see right, it, but right. but I figured when I heard it that it was written. I don't. I was like, I was. I don't see Roman Reigns going off the cuff like this. Like yeah. I don't. But it's smart, man. It's like Triple H is like building freaking like kayfabe again. Yeah. But like 
using actual reality and like what's happening you know what i'm saying using the knowledge that people have like against them to actually make you believe that that's this real you know what i'm saying it's genius that's man. what you gotta do right. man because the yeah. kayfabe is so dead like yeah. everybody knows this is a work right so they gotta build up the you know just like you just said we gotta build up a reason why we gotta believe in this again to, right. to you know yeah. suspend disbelief or whatever it's that like is. it's like taking something like you know how everybody knows how brock is we're sitting there talking about it you know we're right not, we're yeah. not in the company but we know that brock is difficult to work with right right from everything everybody knows this contractually so, right, i mean exactly. but he's in the business of putting people yes. over right so here's right. a rumor and innuendo yeah. and this came from facebook so it's true um so <laughs> 30 minutes, and this was, Roman Reigns, by the way, cut up, this is the best promo that Roman Reigns has ever cut. If you guys get a chance to see this, this is the best, because he was speaking from the heart, and he was not doing something that was scripted, like completely scripted for him to talk and say. He delivered it the right way. He sure did. No question. This was a fantastic promo. But, rumor and innuendo, everybody thought Brock was coming. Everybody thought Brock was just running late, and Brock just thought, you know, Brock's in segment, you know two and a half or three whatever and that's what it is so he comes when he's supposed to come but apparently there was a phone call that triple h made to brock lesnar and he gave roman reigns the phone 30 minutes before his promo was supposed to start and brock you know just said hey man where am i you know just kind of like where am i whatever and he's like i'm not there and then triple h is standing right next to him and right next to roman and brock is saying hey man this is this is a work we we're gonna we're gonna work everybody uh, you know, I want you to go out there and I want you to, you know, basically Triple H is telling him to, uh, you know, go out there and just give it, shoot it. And then Brock's saying, just tear me a new asshole. Pretty much. Part of my language. And then that was it. Like two minutes off the phone. And then Triple H gave him a little bit of guidance. He said, I want you to hit this, this, and this. That's it. You go out. You got 10 minutes. Do what you got to do. I, I, I think this also allows a great opening for Brock Lesnar to leave the company now, too. Absolutely. You know, it, and come back later if he wants if he at wants. more value. Right. I mean, he he can leave now as a heel. So him losing at WrestleMania because obviously Reigns is going to be the complete face and he even came across as a face. He by, did. And the, by shooting on Lesnar. Right. And the crowd was actually behind him. The crowd was hot. You know, yeah. so, so now Lesnar, if he loses, he's a heel. It's not like he's the over, you know, enigma that he's always been. Now right. he's just the heel in the match, and he can lose and go right off into the sunset if he wants. So Absolutely. I agree. So, so is this is that – I don't know about that phone call, but that sounds pretty – Sounds pretty legit. It makes sense. Because, yeah. I mean, if everybody thinks he's coming, even Roman, now he's got some fuel to cut this promo because that was that was some legit stuff. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, so I, I think – I like Jamie Jason's idea, but I got I to side with these two on this one. Uh, but we're going to see what's going to happen. Brock's going to have to come out eventually and push you know, the match at WrestleMania. So is Heyman. And they're going to have to have a response for what this has happened with Roman Reigns. And either way, we're interested in a match now. We're we talking about it. That we weren't interested in, what, three right, months ago, right, six right. months ago. Right. Yeah. I wasn't even interested about it when he won the chamber. I'm just like, how are we going to do this again? It's just Roman's not the underdog this time. Right. Roman is actually the favorite, if you want to talk about it. Yeah. So, intrigue. They did it right, and I think Triple H is a freaking genius. Now, they can't do this with every single storyline. they got to pick and choose their spots. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't mind. But I still want to see Brock and Alexa face off. That, uh, I, I want to see it. Um, <laughs> I'll pop for that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's go back to Fastlane. You know, let's talk about the SmackDown uh, pay-per-view, which we'll review on the next. Do um, we have to? Yeah, why not? Okay. Do we have any other matches? Yeah, right. I, I think we talked about the, the Usos versus yeah. the New Day. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is defending her championship, but I forgot against who? Ruby Riot. Is it Ruby Riot? It is Ruby Riot. Leader why? of the Riot Squad. Why? Because. Because? 
Yup. Of the wonderful things she does. <laughs> yup. There it is. Yep. Hashtag yup for this uh, podcast. Not the yup movement, just yup. Yup. Hashtag yup. Um, okay. So, all right. So, obviously, Charlotte wins that match. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point of pay per view, man? No like, clue. It's like it's so predictable. Just skip it and go to WrestleMania. Like this I'm is crazy, sorry. man. And uh, what what else do we have? I, I don't even remember. Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. Thank for you. The United States Championship. Thank you. Yes, very much. Uh, and uh, we think that Gender's going to get his way worked into that and move the way into WrestleMania. So I think Roode keeps it. I guess. <laughs> Going into WrestleMania? Well, the only yep. the only little the only little bit of story that's possible out of it is uh, Randy Orton's never won the U.S. title, and it would complete the career Grand Slam for him if he did. Yeah, maybe but it happens. I, but just like last year, I don't want to see him win a title. I, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, that's the problem. Man. It's like I don't care either, man. Yeah. I like Bobby Roode, but they yeah. need to they need to build him a little better. They need to give him a little bit more attitude. He needs know? to be a heel. I mean, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Him and Orton. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Orton just needs to go. I, I love Randy Orton, but he's just—he's been in business way too long. Right, he's got nothing left. Nothing do. left to prove. He's a 14-time yeah. champion. I don't know, but yeah. but the, all right. So, like, what is it about? We say that about Orton, but we don't necessarily say that about Cena. Oh, no. I, I say it about Cena. I know you Cena. say it about Cena. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't necessarily. I I don't mind John Cena. Just Randy Orton is just dry right now. I guess if he was a heel, I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. If he was kicking people in the head. And, uh, you know, breaking in people's houses like he did before with the Triple H and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, and or- Orton doesn't cut the promos like Cena does. Right. You know, Cena, Very true. Cena puts the, puts the company over, puts himself over, puts yeah. whoever he's wrestling over. Orton just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he really does. Right, yeah. and, and he's got, you know, vines on, uh, RKO vines on Facebook and all that. That's it. But it, he's so scripted. Roman, or, uh, sorry, Randy Orton hasn't really cut a real promo in a long time. Yeah. Uh, not that I remember, so... Anyway, uh, we we skipped over something. You know, Fastlane, we're going to review it. Uh, I, hopefully, we'll have enough to talk about, but that we've got other guests and things like that. <laughs> but uh, we'll review it next time on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling yeah. Podcast. Uh, but we skipped over something, and we skipped over Ronda Rousey. We kind of touched on it in passing, right. but we skipped over this whole damn thing. They were playing this replay on um, on Monday night for the whole show, all the way to three hours up until the end. So... For Elimination Chamber, Ronda Rousey was supposed to sign her WWE contract. Uh, she did. However, the first two people to come out were Triple H and Stephanie, so we automatically know where this is going. Uh, Kurt Angle came out, so obviously we see where this is going too, but we don't know how it's going to get there. Uh, on the pay-per-view, it was a great Stephanie's putting over Ronda, Triple H's putting over Ronda, and Kurt has diarrhea of the mouth, as oh. Corey Graves has said. <laughs> Um, and the first thing he said, man, it took you three years, but now we own the bitch. <laughs> and Triple H is like, whoa, <laughs> hold on. And there's been a lot of profanity. I apologize on this on this podcast. Um, but then uh, Kurt Angle, you know, Triple H is like, Kurt, we got to get you away. You got double diarrhea or double flu, pneumonia, whatever. We got to get you away. And then Kurt turns around and said, Stephanie, didn't you tell me back in your office that you could beat Ronda? And like, okay, they're building and building this. Sure. Uh, and then I believe it was what was the first thing? It was Triple H trying to back Ronda off, and then Ronda yeah, she put, backs her off of uh, Stephanie, right? Exactly. And then yeah. Ronda put Triple H through the table, yeah, which I yeah. said at the beginning of the pro- I was like, somebody's going through this table. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a contract good. signing. Someone has to go yeah. through the table. Exactly. I like that they went the Triple H route, Triple H route instead of Stephanie, because right. it seemed like Ronda would just you know put Stephanie through it. But the fact that she lifted Triple <laughs> H and put him through a table, I was like. Hey, that's yeah, pretty good. right. Yeah. It gives her gives her some credibility, exactly. a little bit. Yeah, yeah more than just a, like a female wrestler, women to women, she can take it with the men. Yeah, and then she uh, got slapped in the hair 
by <laughs> Triple H. Nah, she got hit in the face. No, yeah, but the hair was covered. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the only yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird shot because, and luckily Ronda knew what to do after she got slapped. She actually pushed her hair back before yeah. she went to the hard cam. Um, but yeah, when tr- you can see when the slap comes across, her hair is covering her face. Yeah. So it would have been a little, I guess, it, same effect. I mean, whatever the case may be. But that left but something Steph- to Stephanie be desired. Ain't no joke, man. No, she ain't no like, joke. She, she stiffs everybody. Yeah. So I don't care if the hair was in front of her or not. She yeah. not. She decked her. She would piss me off. Here <laughs> <laughs> right, you go. And now you're getting dirty and ugly with it, man. We got the whole. We need the bleed button on this podcast. Um, so. Next night on Raw, they show the video package of the thing all night long. And they show it at every possible segment, actually. So they're building and building and building and building and building. And they're saying Kurt has to apologize. Maybe Ronda has to apologize. So they come out on Monday Night Raw. And the last part of that segment is, uh, I believe, uh, there was another... No, it was, um, it was a takedown, I think. Wasn't it? I-, I believe it was Kurt getting slapped or Kurt getting hit by Triple H, actually. Mm-hmm. So, and Ronda come up with her hair in a bun, so Ronda doesn't really look like Ronda. She looks like she was ready to fight this time. Um, and then Triple H knocked out Kurt. So we all see where this is going. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, this is not booked yet, but obviously it's going to be Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda and Kurt Angle. Did they do this, like, do you think they couldn't get The Rock back? They, they couldn't clear him for insurance purposes. Right. I, yeah. This is legit. So the last time The Rock uh, performed at WrestleMania, not the six seconds against Harper or whatever Ro- that was. Rowan, yeah. Rowan, yeah. It wasn't that. But the last time he faced Cena, I believe, the second right. time in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, he tore something. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah, was injured during the match. Yeah. And he was also right. filming a movie at the same time. So... Uh, that that screwed up the shooting schedule. That screwed up the movie. Well, his career seemed to be over, man. Guess Hall of Fame is coming for him. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, he may if he's ever not doing a movie, he might come back and you know do a run in or spot. I want to see another rock concert. I wish we would have had that during the during the 25th anniversary of Raw. That would have been great with him and Elias. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, do we do we have any interest in this? Yeah, The Rock obviously can't do it, but uh, CM Funk, let's start with you. I, I tell you what, I. Uh, Rhonda in the Elimination Chamber, um, her skills on the mic were obviously very lacking. I think she yeah. just ca- kind of got caught up in the moment. She did. But her performance was very good. Getting Absolutely. Triple H to the table, all that. Signing the contract, throwing it on him. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. The next night on Raw, she was better on the mic, but then she, it just kind of, the whole segment kind of felt cold and like, yeah. didn't have any of the excitement that the first night did because it just felt like we were rehashing sure. just with changing the people around a little bit. Right. What it's ultimately leading to, like you said, the tag team match, I feel like they're completely dropping the ball. We were talking about what to do with Braun Strowman earlier. <laughs> Why not have Braun and Ronda take on Triple H and Stephanie? Absolutely. And, I mean, it's going to be, it needs to be a squash match anyway, just to put any credibility to Ronda Rousey for her, the rest of her, you know, start or starting her career. Yeah. Like, Bring, Ron, uh, bring the biggest attraction that you have in Braun Strowman, match him up with who you want to be the biggest attraction in Ronda Rousey against the authority. I Absolutely. Mean, it would yeah. be fantastic. Kurt Angle, eh, whatever. Okay. Right. Like we saw him as he joined the Shield back in November, and it was really lackluster. It really didn't do anything for anybody. Right, because who, yeah. who's protecting who in that match with exactly now? I mean, Kurt's got to protect Ronda, but... Kurt can't protect himself, I don't think. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think it's a way to get Kurt into a match and get his entrance and, you know, get the You Suck chant going. And it's just it's something marketable for the pay-per-view. And it's a mixed tag. So, you know, all of them, 
you know, don't necessarily have an opportunity to get too hurt. But it gives Ronda sort of that soft in, so she's not going right into the women's division. Man, can I say Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. So, this is... I might be the only one to notice this, but this is about Kurt Angle. Does anybody else notice, like, it bothers me when I see him because, like... His knees are like very bent when he's standing. Has anybody else noticed that? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. All right, because <laughs> that wasn't always the case though, right? No. All right, because I'm like, man, I, I didn't watch Curtin TNA, and I'm like, all right, maybe it's because I haven't seen him in like you know over ten years. Back when he, you know, since prime, I'm just like, why is his knee so bent? Okay, all right, yeah, okay. yeah, he's probably he's like, like he's probably down. like three okay. to six inches shorter than he used to be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's right. no doubt. Yeah, so. so them neck problems got to him. Okay, yeah, yeah. and the necks right. and the drugs and the alcohol. Yes, yeah. And the, yeah. Jamie Jason, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I'd rather see somebody else besides Kurt. <laughs> but I, th- I mean, I'm okay with the match. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be good. It gives you know Triple H's little ten minutes at WrestleMania. You know, keep his ego up and all that. Have him so, big yeah. entrance yeah. with Stephanie. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's got to do. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna um, you're gonna do the booking, you might as well get a payoff somewhere. So, yeah, you know. I almost rather have seen um Ronda take the Kurt or Ken Shamrock role and referee a match. Yeah. Hey. I think that would have been a little more interesting. You know, yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. Easy way to get her in. Yeah. I'm a a bit concerned about Rousey and the fact that she's coming up to the main roster just like so quickly. You know what I'm saying? Because she's Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's like the biggest name now in WWE. You know what I'm saying? As far as star power. And I feel like she's going to get exposed when we start getting into these matches. I, I I think that. And I, I agree. There's that possibility, yeah. but I don't. I think she's going to be a special attraction like Lesnar. So I hope so. So you're not going to have to watch her week in and week out and cringe every time she's in the ring. You know, I think it's going okay. to be a case of she's there for the pay per views. She's protected for a while until she gets enough training in. And and you know, I mean, going from MMA to wrestling, it's really not too far of a leap. I mean, there are yeah. similar moves. You know, we know her finisher is going to be the, um, arm, the arm bar. bar. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's like she just has to make sure she doesn't pull all the way back on it now. You know, <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I, I agree. I think there's a possibility that she's going to look, you know, a little rough and all, but she's going to be protected very well for at least a year. Yeah, you know? yeah and that's the thing. I hope they keep her as a special attraction, man. Because yeah. did she sign a part time like Brock, or is I, this? I heard she signed full time. I heard yeah. she did. So, and it's like no in WWE though. It's like I mean, when do they take a full time person and make them a special attraction? Though? Right. They, when they, they overuse, yeah, they overuse her everybody. Yeah, that's true. Like she'll be on the next pay per view main eventing for the title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I hope it's that way. But I think in this match, it gives her a good, a nice lead-in. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, I, we didn't mean to skip over that. It just kind of happened. Um, so, yeah, Fastlane, the SmackDown pay-per-view. We'll talk about it next time. And then we'll talk about whatever else is booked for WrestleMania. Uh, that'll be on our next podcast in a couple of weeks. And then a couple of weeks after that, maybe a week before WrestleMania, we will put out our big WrestleMania preview podcast. And you guys are both welcome, of course, to join us for that one. And then, uh, of course, afterwards, we're going to do our big WrestleMania review podcast. So big time for podcasts right now on our two-year anniversary, Big Ugly. Yes, sir. Man, I'm telling you what. Uh, and then on 50, we got to do something for 50. Yeah, man, we got to do something good. Something good. Yeah. Good. For 50. A, a, a live show or something. Live show, okay, yeah. we could do that. Live from wherever, uh, we'll figure it out. Somebody, live via satellite. Yep. <laughs> Somebody's got to bring a cake and somebody has right. to go through it. Like, okay, <laughs> there you go. Can we eat some of it before we go through it? Because I, I love cake. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Let's put over a cake. I don't know who, but just cake. You can pull Braun Strowman and just stare at it and then... Yeah. 
Eat it and shake your head and then walk That out. was the greatest spot ever. If you watch <laughs> I love it. that, man. You yeah, might not have good. seen it on Hulu, yeah. but it, you, you would have seen it yeah. on Monday Night Raw. That was beautiful. And and just to say for Braun Strowman right now, one more thing. I just hope he does not get wasted. I need to see Braun Strowman in a big match, big match feel. I hope they build him up to do something big, whether it's Cena, whether it's whatever. I don't want to see him interrupt Elias at WrestleMania. I just want Braun Strowman to do something good. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Kurt comes out at WrestleMania... Does the uh, hold, hold, hold up Triple H and Steph? I don't think you guys read the contract quite the right way and all. You know, it didn't say that I was actually in the match and all. And maybe they bring Braun Strowman out that way to t- tag with uh, Ronda or something and all. You but could, do they risk not building Braun Strowman for WrestleMania? I think if you do it that way, maybe. You can get, or you if you use him as a surprise. Yeah, or if you just build that Braun Strowman will be at WrestleMania, we just don't know what he's going to do. But right, then, right. you know, you bring that out as the surprise. Because he could just interfere anywhere he wants and turn over the whole set, right? You know, and it's, I mean, it, literally. It seems like you know, if I if I take this as like a season, you know, in WrestleMania ending, it's like this season is going to belong to Roman Reigns, and and yeah, I feel like we'll be looking at next season for that being Strowman, and that's a damn shame too because he hasn't been the one that's been built up <laughs> in the past couple of months. He's just the one that just keeps winning for some reason. Yeah. They've been building Seth Rollins, they've been building Finn Balor, they've been building Braun Strowman, but Roman Reigns is going to win. Hey, what about Damn Finn? It. Man, I know we got right off into Sunset, but we, we didn't do. talk about Finn. I know he's going to bring the demon character out at WrestleMania. Yes. But who, who's he facing? Who? Anybody? Who? 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 Seth Rollins and The Miz. Yeah. It's going to be a right. triple threat. Okay, there we go. Thank yeah. you. And then Rollins is going to have his uh, you know, big where he burns down the, the stage. And then The Miz is going to have his big... I want to see the big inflatable letters. Awesome. I missed that when he did that at WrestleMania. But we're not going to have an 80-yard ramp this year. It's not possible because they got to cut off half of that suit, that Superdome. So maybe 40 yards this time. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, and it's going to be a smaller overall kind of set because, uh, honestly, that place is not that great. I think it's we talked about this. not comfortable at all. Yeah, I've been no, there to, to yeah. watch the Saints play. and It's, it's not, not a yeah, comfortable not place. Comfortable. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of seats, but they're not comfortable, and it's, yeah. it's not a big area there, and they got to cut off at least a quarter of the right. dome to uh, – yeah, they have their backstage area. It's not like Orlando where they can have that, that whole back neighborhood, basically, you know. Or and and here is the rumor and innuendo that is going to be thirty five is going to be back at MetLife. Uh, still hasn't been announced yet, officially, but that's where it's supposed to be. I'm okay with have it. They just ran out of places. To Road go. trip? No, they just keep going back to the same places because they keep putting in the same bids, and the cities want the you know the tourism and things like that. Yeah. That's the thing. And they're getting used to these cities so that the, the bids can be a little bit different. Just like they use the same set, just different lighting all the time. Mm-hmm. So this is more this is more of a money thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and they'll go back to ATT sometime soon. You know, they'll do those big stadiums. They need to go back to San Francisco. Yeah. That was a beautiful they have pyro, stadium. right? They're not gonna go cheap. No. No, no, no. I mean they didn't even do the pyro from the, at the Royal Rumble, and I thought they would. For the point at the WrestleMania sign? Oh, yeah, they did do that. They did do that. For neither one of them. I was like, man, they really are cheap right now. Holy crap. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, hey, man, it's been a great podcast. Any more tangents? Does anybody have anything else for the good of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast right now? Or do we ride off? What do you think, guys? We ride off into the sunset. You feeling it? How about you? We made up for all those tangents that we... Yeah. That we we, we thought, because segment one was short. We told you yeah. segment three was going to be long. We knew it. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, we thank you so much for sticking with us here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Please, uh, like us, follow us, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And Hulu. And, and, no, oh, no, sorry. You can hear half of our podcast on Hulu. Um, <laughs> no, you can't. Not right now. You can't hear any of it on Hulu. Um, 
No, but uh, leave comments. You know, we appreciate you. We're going to tag everybody. It's going to be great. And uh, we thank you once again to Ace Dallas, um, SWO. Uh, you know, definitely check them out. Uh, March 31st, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Check out all your local indie wrestling. We got uh, MCW events. Evolve. You were just at an Evolve yeah, event at the show. MCW yeah. Arena. Uh, watch. Take sixty seconds. Talk about that. Talk about Evolve. I, I, it's a tangent. We need to talk about Evolve. It was a great show. It was the first time I ever gone to an Evolve show, so a lot of new names and faces and all that. Mm -hmm. um, a great four way match that finished it. Uh, they did elimination style to figure out the number one contender for a match that's going to take place WrestleMania weekend mm -hmm. in New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. which every independent wrestling yep. promotion is running. Yep. So great stuff. Go, go out and support your local independent wrestling. Also, Stellar Pro Wrestling, which uh, was talked about by Ace Dallas on the interview. Great stuff. Uh, CM Funk, thank you for coming back. Uh, we welcome you back. Uh, WrestleMania season, which is just a couple weeks from now. <laughs> yep. Mansion yep. 2.0. <laughs> right. Yep. Hashtag yep. yep. Yeah, the next next podcast is coming from the Mansion 2.0. We'll just keep going back. One, two, one, two. We'll go back and forth. And Jamie Jason, thank you for coming back. Thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little more 205 Live next time. Maybe, maybe it'll still well, be I'll a lot of I'll try to binge watch this weekend. You know? Binge watch it and we'll get it down. Watch your network. Listen to your other podcasts. Uh, oh, Chris. one more quick note. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor. They're starting up their network if they haven't done so already. It's okay. Honor Club. And I believe if you subscribe for a year at a time, you get all their pay-per-view events. Ooh, wow. So, and those are pretty good. Those are yeah, my pay-per-views, yeah. yeah. So, Any good podcasts lately? Uh, yeah, there's been a couple. Um, uh, so Edge and Christian were on uh, Austin's podcast recently, so that was pretty good. Um, Jericho's had a, a few good podcasts. Um, Taz, actually, Shooting with Taz. That one was good. Uh, so Taz definitely has his own show. He's had 500 episodes of his live radio show. So uh, he was shooting about everything, so it was great. Um, looks like uh, CM Funk's ready to, to ride off into the sunset here. Sorry, bum knee, just like Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yours doesn't look funny. Yeah. You, yours, <laughs> your, your knee looks fine. Um, but yeah, check out all those podcasts. Great stuff. Um, and uh, the, the, the Bruce Pritchard and um, you know Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson on something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. All good. And what also, happened when? What happened when with Tony Schiavone? I love those podcasts too. Tony, Tony Schiavone, fantastic. Um, please support us, listen to us, watch us, follow us, share us, and we will have your comments and maybe even you on the podcast. So thank you so much. Big Ugly, what else you got for us to ride off in the sunset? Just a countdown, man. Just a countdown? Just a countdown. You good. Thank you so much. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. I'm going to take a deuce right now. <laughs>